30 years later, it's still regarded as one of the worst wrestling pay-per-views in the history of professional wrestling. It is the Great American Bash from 1991 that we're going to watch here on Kicking Out at 2 this week. Hopefully you have a lot of laughs with Dennis and myself as we're going to pretty much shit all over this show. Right, Dennis? I would hope so, yeah. Yeah, we are really going to uh, we're going to, we're going to put a hurting on this, uh, th- this show. It's the 30-year anniversary, and I thought it would be kind of fun to go back and watch this uh, on Peacock. So uh, we're not going to really go through any uh, too much of a preamble as to... You know, the plugs. You know, you know where to find us on social media. So, um, you know, I'm Dave Rosenluth, as you know. Dennis Levy, my co-host here. Dennis J. Levy. Dennis J. Levy, sorry. Dennis J. Levy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, forgot about the J. Um, yeah, so we're going to watch this show back with all of you on Peacock. Hopefully, uh, you, you're, you're, you're peacocked it up. Uh, go on Peacock and uh, type in WCW Great American Bash. And you're going to find it. And then it's... Formatted in seasons because it's Peacock, and you're going to find season four. Um, and this show runs two hours and 50 minutes, so we're going to try and keep it at two hours and 50 minutes here with this uh, this you know, as, as we uh, open up the show here. Um, this show is headlined by a lot of garbage. Lex Luger and Barry Windham inside of a steel cage for the World Heavyweight title. Sting and Nikita Koloff in a Russian chain match. We have a scaffold match. We have... Um, all different kinds of, of, of shenanigans in WCW in 1991 um, that we're going to get into here uh, shortly. So um, if you are ready to go, uh, hopefully you are. Season 4, WCW Great American Bash on Peacock. Um, we're going we're gonna to mute it so you can listen to the fine sounds of one Dennis J. Levy and myself. We might play the audio from time to time. We'll give you guys a little bit of a timestamp, if you will. And when I say play, you will hit play. So, in three, two, oh, hold on, let me get to it. Sorry, a little prematurely. Three, I'm going to make sure I get there. Hold on, sorry. I, I'm totally, I, 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 sh- I overshot my shot here. Um, I'm going to make sure that I'm good to go. All right, three, two, one. Make sure. Three, two, one, play. There we go. And we open here with a cameraman almost getting hit by a car. Look at those, all those 90 haircuts. Yeah, look at those mullets and those fanny packs there. Yep. Audiences waiting outside. Standing room only at the Great American Bash, 1991. You know where they are, where they are right Baltimore. now? Baltimore. Okay. They are in Baltimore. Um, same arena as... Uh, uh, still standing today, still currently. Yep, there's a ticket guy. There's your ticket. All right. All right, now we got a program. And all these people here in the fucking way. Look at that lady with her mom jeans and the green shirt there. The mom <laughs> shorts. And those the, the hairstyle. Yeah. This guy here. Get your ticket. Look at that yep. little girl with let's, her pink dress. Let's go. And then we pop open the curtain. Or do we? Yep, we do. Here we are. Looks like a sold-out crowd. Oh, you see the empty seats up top in the bleachers. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're right. But, um, And there we see the scaffold that's going to open oh. this show. This is the... the the Great American Bash. How would you open the show with a scalpel match? You'd think it would do like your your Brian Pillman versus Joseph Thunder Liger. The, the, you would the, think. Yeah. <laughs> but this is Jim Hurd, WCW 1991. Jim Hurd was the, 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 the boss, if you will, um, for WCW. He was a, a regional manager for Pizza Hut. Um, who we got up here? Yep, this is the opening match, the scaffold yeah, match. Rap Master PN News. Yo, baby, yo, baby, yo. It's beautiful Bobby I do Eli. remember this. I you do, do remember this, yeah. right? It's awful, right? 
I don't remember the They're scaffold. Put his fat ass on a scaffold. I don't remember the scaffold. I just remember. What I'm trying to say is, I remember that rapper guy. I seen him before. Yeah. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. Did he take with someone else too? Uh probably. Well, right, whatever. It doesn't matter. Probably. I, I could have sworn did. I saw him. So I went through a phase where I liked the ding dongs because they cracked me up so much. Yeah. That uh, I want to say that fat guy. And another guy kicked the shit out of the, the ding-dongs in a, a jobber match. Um, Possibly. <laughs> possibly. See beautiful Bobby Eaton there sporting that sweet mullet. Yeah. There's stunning Steve with his, at the time, that was his wife. Um, oh, sexy little thing. Yeah. Um, Lady Blossom. I don't remember Lady Blossom. Yeah. This was right before he, you know, this is like early. I was hoping that um, we had... Um, Terry Reynolds, yeah, with Terry Taylor, yeah. Did it? Did it? Uh, Steve Austin and, and, and uh, Terry Reynolds and didn't they bang for a little while? I don't know. I may be wrong. I don't, I'm thinking about Goldust. Goldust, yeah, yeah. Goldust and Terry Reynolds married. They had a kid yeah, together. That's right. Yeah, Goldust and Marlena. There's stunning Steve and Terry Taylor for this yep. capture the flag scaffold match. Wow, this is uh. So I gotta ask you a question. This is gonna be awful, but go ahead. Said, yeah. uh, it said, "I know you're a married woman, but you gotta still gotta I'm answer the question." I'm a married man. Uh, no, I'm a married man. Yes. Yeah, I'm married to a woman. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you know my brain gets ahead of me sometimes. That's all good. Said, uh, Where you all right, Terry, t- Terry Reynolds, or um, or um, who was that going here? Oh, Deborah. Terry Reynolds. I think you're right. Yeah, Terry too. Reynolds. Me too. Yeah. I was just thinking Stone Cold. God, Thought it's Stone Cold's wife's, then uh, then uh, of course uh, then Terry Reynolds and my head's off. I'd ask, I'd ask. Yeah, okay. I'm with yeah. you. I, I think I think I would go. With Look at this. Too. You see this? No, what they're making this poor guy climb up this fucking scaffold. Look how big he is. Where is he? I don't even see him. Is he, is he He's climbing up on the other side. He's crawling up there. I don't see. I don't even see where he is. Look at that. Oh, there he is. Yeah, you made it. Oh my god. I'd be I'd be scared to death. And look how thin that plat that platform is. Look at that. What is it? it kind of looks just like um, it's like a like wooden planks. Yeah. Look at that. You expect people to tell a story up there? <laughs> I get it. One time with the Midnight Express and the Legion of Doom at Starcade. Yeah, poor, they, poor Bobby Eaton. He's been in every scalpel match there ever was. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking unbelievable. Look at this shit. By the way, I love that ref. Always Randy Anderson, PB Anderson, yep. always loved him. Yep, one of the best. He's not still refereeing, is he? No, he's dead. Is he? How did he die? No, he died a number of years ago. Cancer. Really? Way long I'm time sad ago. I'm to hear that. Way long time ago. Um, Stunning Steve can't get any more 90s of trunks. That was one of the reasons why I liked Stunning Steve, because of his 90s trunks. <laughs> yeah, no joke. I was a Stunning Steve fan. I was a Stunning Steve Austin fan. I liked for the Hollywood Blogs a lot. I did too, because I also liked Pillman. Yeah. Pillman was one of my guys, my WCW favorites. So when they tagged together, I thought it was good. I thought it was good stuff. Um, I just found this out recently. But oh, beautiful Bobby <laughs> Eaton was married to the daughter of superstar Bill Dundee. Really? And she just passed away recently. Bobby Eaton's wife just passed away. Yeah, I did know that, Jim. Jim but I didn't know podcast. that she yeah. was she was the um, she was the daughter of Bill Dundee. I had no idea. I didn't know Bill Dundee was his father-in-law. I had no clue. Yeah. Look at this. Look, look at how many empty seats there are. You see all those empty seats oh, right there? Oh, yeah. That's awful. That is terrible. Absolutely terrible. Look at that scaffold, the way it's moving. Yeah. No, thank you. I hope these guys got some form of a decent payday. 
All right, how much do you think in 91, pay-per-view, how much do you think uh, mid-carders were making? I don't know what the contract structure was like in WCW. I don't know at that time if they were getting guaranteed money or if they were getting money based on what they drew, like in the house. Yeah. You know, I don't know how that worked. Well, I, I think it was guaranteed money. Because I think, if I remember correctly, I think I once read in Steve Austin's book that when he signed with WCW, he was getting $75,000 a year. And he only right. was like two years in the business. And that was definitely more than what he was making in the territories. Okay, that's not awful. But you also have to think, too, like, all right, cost of living was different back then. Traveling, your expenses, yeah. what was what was taken care of, your flights, your your rental cars, your hotels, shit like that. Um, I bet you have inflation. It sounds about hundred grand, don't you think? Inflation? Yeah. So, you 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 think that the those guys would have made a hundred grand back then if inflation was right, what it was back? You know, all right. So ninety one seventy five thousand, right? That's what Austin made. Yeah, that's a, I don't know, maybe a little bit more than hundred grand. Hundred grand, I don't know. That make that. I mean, that makes sense. Look at this. I don't know, I'm bad at math, so. Yeah, you, you, you... For a Jew, I'm really bad at math. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, the, po- the point is, you got to beat both these guys up to get to their side and go back, right? The other flag? Yeah, I think you just grab the flag, and then you win. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes a lot more sense. I bet they had to go all the way back. And I'm like... I don't know. So, they got to tell a story where, where, where two guys got their ass kicked so... So bad. Look at how, but look how narrow that 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 catwalk is there. Like, what are you gonna be able to do? I like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Austin is in this moment is legit oh, scared. This poor like, guy. Oh, this fucking dude. If he fell right now, he'd be dead. That's crazy. Uh, don't get me wrong. I am a hardcore wrestling fan that has seen a lot of different types of matches over the years and I like some gimmick matches this is one match here that there's a there 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 is a legitimate reason as to why they they didn't oh Jesus that could have that that might not have ended very well yeah that push there yeah that might not have ended very well and I hope they gave this big boy a little bit of a bonus. He would for, hope for, so. For climbing his fat ass up. And who the there. hell is this guy anyway? Rapmaster PN News, yo baby, <laughs> yo baby, yo. Oh, this is man. when they were. This is when they were trying to capitalize. Was on he the, over on the phenomenon of rap music? Ah, pff, I don't remember. The crowd would kind of get into it a little bit. I don't know. How can I get into this, man? All right, so let's say the good Lord said. Dave, you're dead. Boom, deader than shit, right? So, 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 you're in purgatory and you're waiting, right? Guy's in a bad mood today. He goes, you go to watch one type of wrestling match. Well, granted, that 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 uh, either either Al Snow versus or versus the Big Boss Man, the the dog kennel, the kennel match, from hell, or or are you gonna watch scaffold matches? Which one is it gonna be? My opinion, those are the two worst gimmick matches of all time. So it could be a series of of a gimmick match, like mo- multiple of of the of the same. Why gimmick not? Match. Sure. Or is it just matches? one one match? 
All right, no, no, what? The good Lord is gonna give you the plus the raw the deck, the deck of scalpel matches, or the deck of. Well, there's only one kennel from hell. That's that's true. Yeah. So, you have to give me something. You have to give me another point of reference to go against the scaffold matches because there's more than one scaffold. That's match. a good there's point. Or, okay, so I got dog kennel match and December to uh, dismember to or dismember. You know, December to dismember. Yeah. Minus the uh, the tag match that was good. That or scaffold matches. Which one you pick? Scaffold matches. I unfortunately watched the December to December pay per view a couple of years ago mm. and did a re- recap of it on this on this podcast. Um, and I went to say that it was the worst wrestling pay per view ever. Um, oh, and, I totally agree. And, but you know something, Dennis. After we watch this, our minds might 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 change. I think I go instantly. I think I go instantly. Anything but scaffold matches. I would watch fucking. The Road Warriors Midnight watch... Express Starcade scaffold match is classic because of the spot with Cornette and because of the story, the way it was built. But all, and all the other guys were fucking pussies. They were like, we ain't gonna fucking do jack shit. You they did it? more than these fucking guys. Look at this shit. <laughs> you have a guy that's literally the size of the fucking uh, scaffold itself. Look at Bobby Eaton just holding on to this dude. He's, he's like, I ain't trying to fall. Oh, here we go. He got the flag. Oh, he won. Did he? Did he win? Get I think he's got to go all the way back, though. Oh, he's he just captured the flag, You might right? be right. I think he does have to go all the way back. Yeah. I think you go. are correct. Oh, for God's sake, just let him go. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, don't fight it. I'm telling you right now, if I'm Steve Austin or, or, uh, or I forget his name already. Bobby Eaton. Yeah, or, or Taylor. I just let him go. I'm just like. Yeah. No See, one. Austin's like, fuck this. I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God this shit is over with. Or no, wait, what did he get? Did she give him something? He got a foreign object. Are you, see, are you Is kidding me? Is it her shoe? I think it's one of her shoes. Just put the flag down, Bobby. Yeah, you what win. What are you doing? You won the match. Does he just go like multiple times back and forth? Oh, I don't know. Oh, the flag dropped. Oh. The flag dropped. So now he's got to go all the way back down and back up? Oh, my goodness. Do you, do you have to remember the results of this match? Oh. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, don't ruin it for me. No, I, <laughs> I'll yeah, I'll put it. I'll pull it up. Oh my god, why would they do that? Beats the hell out of me, dude. I thought it would, it, no, it would have been f- so much better if Steve Austin just left. Let just like fuck it. <laughs> that would have been actually really funny. All right, what the, now? These two are fighting. They're now they're, they're fighting on one side. The other two are leaving the scaffold. Yep, because they gotta get the flag. I think so. Yeah, I think you're right. I think because the flag dropped. This is awful. This is terrible, man. Yeah, this is... This poor fat-ass guy, who's probably (laughs) plus 400 pounds, has got to fucking go down it now? Yeah. It's... It's bad. It makes no sense. He just went back... We should have listened to the rules before 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 this started. It makes no sense because Bobby went, captured the flag, went to his base, and that still wasn't good enough. And then he started walking back again. And then he dropped it. And he dropped it again because uh, it's over. Yeah, thankfully. Somebody explained the rules to me. So I, I went to Wikipedia right. just to look at this. And Wikipedia is not always the most... Right, here's the real action. <laughs> um, I went to Wikipedia, it's, even though it's not the most reliable. Yeah, just to see if there's any stories behind it. Um, 
says here, PN News and Bobby were scheduled to face Steve Austin and Terrence Terrell in a traditional scaffold match, but on the day of the show, a capture the flag stipulation was added as the wrestlers were unwilling to perform a risky fall from the scaffold. You fucking think? Yeah. I actually would like to... What do you think would happen if, if the, the, uh, the the DJ guy was the guy that said, you know what, fuck it, I'll be the guy. Give me give me three grand extra, uh, I'll, 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 I'll fall. You think the, it would have been like uh, uh, Big Show, Brock Lesnar, like the, like like the ring explodes? I think it might have, right? They would have had to have carefully rigged it so that it would appear that way. Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone on, on commentary here. Let's play the audio for them. Blair, no longer considered a WCW World's Heavyweight Champion, but uh, we've had some recent developments. As a matter of fact, before we went on the air, we heard a very interesting announcement. The announcement was made before we went on the air, and as you know, the world title was considered vacant. But since that time, WCW has attempted to reinstate Nature Boy Ric Flair with another offer, but he has turned them down. So, you know, this is our seventh great American bass, Jim, but for WCW, this is number one. This turns a new page, begins a new era for World Championship Wrestling. We'll see a new world champion here tonight. We certainly will, and it will be inside the steel cage. It will be Barry Windham and Lex Luger deciding who will be the new world champion. But that will not be the only match in the cage. Eric Bischoff is standing by with Paulie Dangerously and Arn Anderson. Thanks, Jim and Tony. And what a weekend for sports fans here in Boston. Love that jacket. Very 90s. Brought it up on TV. Yeah, the fourth you, wall. Or yeah, which they it. broke the fourth wall. The old CM Punk uh, yeah. term. 
which was interesting. I didn't uh, I didn't think that that was going to be um, mentioned. Uh, and I've watched this show once before. I watched it last year because I'd never watched it before, and I was like, oh, I gotta watch this show. I hear it's terrible. And uh, for the next, you know, two hours. two two hours and thirty Oof. minutes, you're gonna find out how terrible it is. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so apparently, according to Ric Flair in his book, Ric Flair had. Um, had stated that he was working without a contract with WCW and that he wanted a new deal. Um, and Jim Hurd, who was the president at the time, was kind of dragging his feet. And at some point, um, you know, Flair was the world champion and Hurd was just was dragging his feet with this contract. And then finally, um, he said to him, you know, I need you to drop the title to Luger. He's like, I'm not going to drop the title to Luger. I'm going to drop it to Barry Windham. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, finally they had an argument over the phone and it went, you know, fuck you, give me the belt. And it's Flair's like, no, it's not fuck me. It's fuck you. Um, you can send Doug Dillinger with a check for $25,000 plus interest and I'll give you back the belt. And the story behind that is, is that that's what the NWA champion used to do was you, when you were the NWA world heavyweight champion, you put a deposit on the title. And you held the title when you held the title. When you lost the title, or when you had to drop the title to someone, you got your money back plus the interest. So Flair did that, but he fucking dropped the title and won it back so many times he never received a check. So later, following this, so Flair would take the title and he would show up in the WWF, okay, with the belt in the summer of '91. Bobby Heenan would actually show up with the title on on Wrestling Challenge with Gorilla Monsoon. And he introduced, you know, he announced that Ric Flair was coming to the WWF soon. Flair would eventually debut in September of 91, uh, just a few months prior to this. But um, the WCW title was put on WWF programming. How ironic is that? Because it would be a number of years later that Medusa would take the women's title, throw it in the trash on Nitro, and Vince would cry poor or cry foul that they did something dirty. But you, but you put Flair on TV with their belt. Yeah, you know. And then you were so worried about Brett leaving and taking the title with him to go to WCW and show up with the belt then. But you really, you know, you were the ones that really started. Part of me, by the way, I that that I think you would have. By the way, who Brett? Brett. He was so mad at that time, and it was all their stuff. And he and I don't think he would have taken the title. I think he might have. Yeah, I don't know. What anyway. we got here? What's up next? Oh, I know what match this is. Wait, I can't make it out. That is Diamond Dallas Page on your left. You're right. With the Diamond Stud on your right, who would be known as Scott Hall, aka Razor Ramon. He's fucking huge. Yeah. I would have never known that that's the old razor right there. Yeah, once you look up closely. Yeah, yeah, now you can tell. Look at DDP with all the fucking gimmicks. He's got the white cowboy boots on, the fringe on his jeans, the red, white, and blue. I'll tell you right now. DDP looks like... If you didn't tell me that was razor, I would have never known. Really? No. Even if watching it up close, you still... Sure God, right right now. Really? I would have never known. DDP looks like a... a... He's fucking jacked there. He could be Diamond Dallas Page's bodyguard right now. Yeah, DDP looks like he could um, he could be a, a a drug dealer in an eighties movie. Absolutely. totally. Look at look at all that fucking flair on him. He's even got fucking a a, a bedazzled fanny pack that says DDP. <laughs> <laughs> you see that? 
Let me I'm gonna get something to drink. You can oh continue God. this. I'm just going over here to the fridge real quick. Sure, man. But yeah, look at that fucking shit. Oh, I, I, I love it. And, and who's that? She's a babe. Yeah, she is for yeah for for a chick from the eighties. She's definitely a babe. Yeah, I mean she's not Kimberly, but she's no. she's up there. No, most certainly not. They're they're divorced. You know that, right? Oh yeah, they've been yeah the the. Diamond Child has like like two daughters or something. Another another well, woman. Right? Well, he had like four, but like oh. the the chick he was married, the second chick he married, they got divorced recently too. Um, ah, oh, they did the uh, the work rude, huh? Oh yeah. Look at that. Right now, that's what I would have said. Wow, that's that's Razor, but I would have took me all, all, all that whole time. That whole build up to figure yep. it out. And here we hear you see here we see his opponent. The Z-Man. I love the Z-Man. Tom I really Zink. Do. Tom Zink. Da, 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 <laughs> Tom Zink. Da, 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 da. Let me tell you why. He's the best of all the guys. Tom Zink. Da, 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 da. Tom Zink. Was, that his, was that his theme? No, no, no. Tony, oh. Sh- no. <laughs> like, Tony Schiavone did that. Tony Schiavone did that one day on um, his podcast when they were doing a watch along of Tom oh, okay. Zink. And I was fucking dying. I thought it was hilarious. That I was pretty good. Pay tribute to Mr. Shivani. Oh, look at that! I'm telling you, flying crossbody by Tom Singh. House of Fire. On he the could have been stud. if he was. I'm not talking about world champion, but he could have been like like, like he could have been over. He could have been over. He big. was. He was. He, he ended up winning. I think the United States Tag Team Titles with Brian Pillman a year prior to this. Yep. And oh wow, look at that bump. He, he was a good looking guy. Yep. He was solid in the ring. Okay, he had that like. I mean, you know the. He the, kind of no sold that. Anyway, whatever. Yeah, he did no, no sell that. Whoa, clobbering him from behind. <laughs> um, he had a good look to him. Him and Pillman, I thought, were a good tag team. I don't know if you remember them ever as a tag team. I do. They remember they wrestled Midnight Express. I, they wrestled the Freebirds. They had this like young, clean cut, baby face, high flying kind of uh, presentation to them. That I really enjoyed um, as a team, and then they they realized what they had with Pillman, and I don't think Zinc was what they thought he was. Um, good looking, solid in the ring, but uh, I don't know. I, I I feel like the narrative has always been that he was there was something missing with him. I could be mistaken. Okay, I could be mistaken here, but then we see the the diamond studs, yep. Scott Hall, Razor Ramon. Razor always like pissed off like usual. Yeah. Look how big he is. I just can't. Yeah, he. This is the best shape he probably was ever was. Or anything. A few years, yeah, in the nineties for sure. Yeah. Early nineties when he, you know, this and then you know the period of time when he became Razor Ramon. No, this guy right now could beat the shit out of Razor Ramon. Who? Uh, um, Diamond Stud. Yeah, definitely. Do you don't think so? I mean, he's, he's big, but same performer. That's what I'm saying. Who, who do you think? Who, who, 1993, 94. Razor Ramon. Razor Ramon or... Uh, 91 Diamond Stud. Yeah. I'm going, di- I'm going Diamond, Diamond Stud. Stud looks a little bigger. I will say, Razor... You know what? Ra- it wouldn't surprise me if, if, if Hall kind of leaned out a little bit when he went to the WWF. Probably because of the the, the steroid issue yeah. at the time. Oh, yeah, because I, I, he's definitely bigger. He's here. juicing. He's yeah, he yeah he's definitely bigger than than he was in WWF. But no offense, if you have the if you have the word stud 
on your butt, and it's 1991, you're a wrestler, you're juicy. I'm sorry. It's automatic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would, I would have to agree with you. Nick Patrick, one of my favorites. Referee Nick Patrick, yes. I got to say, right now, uh, 91, WWF, by far, are my favorite wrestlers. But my favorite referees are 1991. Or right right now. WCW but, oh, I love these refs. Love them. Nick Patrick. Nick. Randy Anderson. How about the um the other one that got fired at uh, that, that whole storyline? You get fired and Randy and Anderson, the one that died that you, you mentioned oh, earlier. That's, are they the same that's Pee-wee, yeah. Are they really? Yeah. Oh god, then see totally That's one of my favorite moments ever on no, w- the, WCW when he brought his kids out. That was I'm telling for and referees. He, and they were like they, they were they were pleading with Bischoff. Bischoff was doing yep. commentary with Hall and Nash and they were pleading like, please, please <laughs> tell your dad. Please, you know, <laughs> can you please tell your dad? He's that he's still fired. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so Did I ever tell good. you the story behind that? Like the like the real life story behind that? I don't think so. So Bischoff got a call from the president of Turner Sports, Harvey Schiller, and the human resources department were flooded with phone calls of people that were outraged that Bischoff fired Randy Anderson on TV. They thought it was a shoot. They thought it was a shoot. It was good. Yeah. It was good. It was good. It yeah. was a good story. Bischoff knew how to fucking be an asshole. I feel like, and you know, this, we're co- totally going off topic here, but I feel like Eric Bischoff did the did the heel authority figure character before Vince McMahon and doesn't get enough credit for it. Like, he, he started it out, you know, when he led the NWO. Yeah. And then when Vince... Screwed Brett, and then they capitalized on that. He became Mr. McMahon. Vince just put put the concept on on steroids. That's just my take. So you're you're when it comes. To I, I think like, Bischoff doesn't get enough credit for his role. In, I in that, that that's where I totally one hundred percent agree with you. Yeah, but I didn't know this until I don't know if I ever mentioned this on the on, on your podcast. But I know we talked in private about it. Our podcast the, the, is the, yours as well, buddy. That that uh that that but when when Vince did his whole thing where. Where he was uh, against Memphis Wrestling, uh, that uh, yes, that was so good. I didn't I know never about that. I didn't know about that stuff until I saw like some some videos and pictures and stuff. But yeah, I guess he did some stuff with Memphis. Yeah, that's when he became Mr. McMahon. Yeah, those were like the early like the early days of the Mr. McMahon kind of persona. Yeah, I, I've I've seen stuff on YouTube. It's all, over, it's all over YouTube now. Yeah, it's all over YouTube now. But I remember seeing like gifs and videos and shit. Uh, you know, I was like, whoa, what is this? It was so freaking good. Yeah, but they tried to do like a, and, and that was when Lawler was working for the company, but he was still promoting his own. Yeah, you know, he was doing commentary for Vince, but he was still wrestling for his territory. This is when Memphis pretty much was like the last territory, if you think about it, because they went through like the '90s too. I think like even like '96. Yeah, like it was it was still a thing. Because um, tough to I would even say it's it really is kind of tough to call smoke uh, Smoky Mountain wrestling. A territory. They were just a flash. They were. Band. They were a glorified indie group with exactly. TV. Exactly. Know? They were a glorified indie group with TV. They. They what? They ran fucking what? Tennessee, West Virginia. Yeah. They, you know, fucking not not too many of the, the the southern states, but they weren't like a territory, like you said. Um, these guys are fucking working working their ass off here. Yeah. I will say it's not it's pretty, not a terrible match. Yeah. Um, the gimmicks are terrible and. Yeah, would, you, would you actually call um, the Z-Man a, uh, a gimmick? Like, what exactly uh, is a gimmick then, if he's a gimmick? If he's a gimmick? Yeah. 
I wouldn't. I would. I don't know what to call it. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know what to call it. He's just a dude, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. He is just a dude. Yeah. So he's a diamond stud. You could say, oh, he's the, he's the bodyguard of DDP. Oh. DDP getting. How come they? I never got that. this. So like, oh, like sometimes that's a disqualification. Sometimes. It's yeah. Not. Referee didn't do shit about it. That's One. A good move. Two. Three and we got a winner here. We got the diamond stud. That was a nice move. That was a nice, yeah. That was a nice suplex with a bridge there. Oh, he has a cut in his face. Oh yeah, he got scratched up pretty good. Yeah, he got yeah. He got some color. He got some color, baby, if you will. And Pelic, if you will, got some color. Um Yeah, no, I I I am with you there. By far match of the night. Was this the second match though? Yeah. So you're 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 yeah. kinda overshooting your shot there, you. pal. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like I am with you here. Usually, like something like this, they'll they'll have the referee call for the bell. Nice bump there, Paige. Couldn't even make it over the top. <laughs> and then they got a suplex there. Hall with a nice bridge. Z-Man, shoulders on the mat. Referee counting it. Yeah, that was not bad. It's not bad. Finish was solid. Yeah. Nice job. No selling the cut yeah. too. Nice job. Jr. and Tony back on commentary. Again. Let's see what they have to say. Oh, we God. Saw him at the Clash of Champions on June 12th. We saw him on May 19th at Super Brawl. But one man that we have seen a great deal of in the last few weeks, and he's been red hot in my opinion, is Ron Simmons. Ron Simmons is a man who has really been moving up the ranking to the top ten of World Championship Wrestling. One of the most professional athletes you'll ever see. He is really a stud, if I can use a term we just saw. Ron Simmons was a four-time football All-American at Florida State University. Here we go with the fucking uh, football, JR. When we talk of power, we can't turn our attention back to... The very mysterious Oz, he'll have the wizard with him, we understand. <laughs> I and love that gimmick. Fact, let's go back up to Gary Michael Capetta and the introduction of this event at the Great American Bash. Right, let's, let's keep the audio for this shit. Here. Oh, I love Oz. Ladies and gentlemen, the following contest, it will be set for one fall. Introducing first, ladies and gentlemen, he stands seven feet. He weighs 325 pounds, and he will be accompanied with the great wizard. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, soon to be appearing is Oz. So bad at Look at this. This is fucking terrible. It's so uh, so terrible that it's good though. Pounds. And as I mentioned, we have not seen a great deal of this individual, but we can tell you one thing. Tony is a big, big <laughs> human being. And the great Where's James Selvin? There he is. They make quite a unique pair. It's going to be interesting. I can't get over that. Kevin Sullivan. Because Ron Simmons is a big wrestler. And he is going to go into what is the apparent strength of Oz if he wrestles in our style. More pyro, because... <laughs> He's only going for a ...as easily manhandled both his opponents. But in all fairness, oh, say something. those opponents were not in the lead of Ron Simmons. I gotta mute this for a minute here. So, go out of your way, Dennis. Yep. To watch... 
Super Brawl from May of 91. It's just two months prior to this event. And Oz makes his debut. Okay? <laughs> Does he win? For the I forget who he wrestled. Okay? okay? <laughs> but during his entrance, this is the best part. Okay? He's got a monkey on his back. A legit monkey. Okay? Yeah. And... Is this uh, Kevin Sullivan or, or, or Kevin Nash? No, Nash. Okay. I think Nash had, had this monkey on his back. And... They set the pyro off, and it scared the shit out of the monkey, and the monkey jumped off of Nash's shoulders off the platform onto the floor. No way. Yeah. Like, the monkey would have went to the stands? I don't know if he was in the crowd or whatever, but it was pretty bad. Ron Simmons. Yeah, I think we know He's probably like, what the hell did I do to deserve <laughs> this shit? He goes, I was in Doom. We were fucking making money. I was in a tag team. Now I, I gotta, love Doom. Now Doom. I got to get saddled with this dude. Doom for like forgotten tag teams is might be the best. Doom is a very underrated tag team. Oh, I like so them as totally. a team. The stuff they did with the Steiners, the Road Warriors, yep. like that stuff was really great stuff. If you need to answer that, you can answer that call. No, no, no. It wasn't a call. So. Oh, okay. All right. What's that? I mean, we could play it in the air if you want. <laughs> yeah. Hello, mom. Yeah. I actually recorded a show once, and my wife. Nikki called me and she was like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm recording a podcast. She was like, with who? I'm you, like, no, I'm just doing her... one by myself. She goes, you're recording right now? I was like, yeah, this phone call. She goes, shut that shit off. I'll call you back. <laughs> you, you put her on speaker, right? Yeah, I put her on speaker. Nice. I didn't play it, though. I forget. I, 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 I ended up not playing it. I should have played it. That would have been kind of funny. But, all right, look at this horse shit here. Is, it, is that real gray hair, you think, at this point? No, they fucking spray right. painted him up. I was going to say, it's getting gray. It's already. Yeah. Spray painted him up. I mean, I think it wasn't a real fight between uh... Ron Simmons easily. Okay, Ron Simmons. What's the story I've heard? It's a it's a growing narrative in in the wrestling world. It's uh, the Steiners used to be big ribbers. They used to fucking rib guys like crazy. Yeah, and they once. They once took a Sharpie marker and stuck it up a guy's ass after they fucking hogtied him. Like they, like they, I don't know who it was. I don't know if it was like an enhancement talent, a local guy, or if it was somebody, you know, that had a little bit of name value, but they like hogtied him and like stuck Sharpies up their ass. And Ron, someone said to Ron, oh, Ron Simmons said, that'll never happen to me. And they were like, why? And Ron Simmons says, because I'm unfuck withable. And that and that, that that term, I, I've heard that a number of times over the years. That he has he has said that at least Ron Simmons has. But yeah, the Steiners never fucked with him. Yeah, someone told me that. Yeah, you don't fuck with him. Yeah, you don't fuck around Simmons. Yeah. Um, he was one of those guys that you know universally um, was respected by just about everybody uh, in in the industry. But um, and if I was a rumor too, if someone went up to me and said, "Don't fuck with me," I too wouldn't fuck, fuck with them. Unless they did something really stupid in a match or something. I'm good with, they like... Have, a, and they, they need a receipt. Like, I'm good with, like, a joke and, you know, um... Like, when it comes to, like, like, playing pranks and stuff... Yeah. If you get physical with me, I have an issue with it. Or if you fuck with my food, especially if I'm hungry. <laughs> Don't fuck with my food. Yeah. Don't fuck with my food. Don't fuck with me physically. If and... it's catering, I, I, you could you fuck... Well, if I paid for it, I, I'll be pissed. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If I paid for my food, yeah. you know... Or if I made something and I was really hungry after a while, like, 
Nice overhead shot there of uh, it's kind of cool. Big Oz, Kevin Nash, if you will. You see on the the, the, the top right corner, Bill Apter. Uh, you remember the old Apter magazines, right in the grocery store? I don't know if I do. I don't know. You remember the Pro Wrestling million, Illustrated? Yeah, I know there were a lot. The Wrestler, Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Yeah, those are the, they call them the old Apter mag. Oh, that was terrible. A terrible drop toe hold by. Oh, did he hurt his knee? Is this the beginning stages of Nash Torres quad? From I don't 91. know. You know better than me. I don't know. He looks like he's in bad shape. Yeah, he don't look the best. He does not look. No, the no, best. no, I mean like 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 after that top. Oh, oh after yeah. after the. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. But you're right though. This is not this is not 97 Kevin Nash. No, it's not. <laughs> it's certainly not. Yeah, it's not Diesel. Yeah, that's for sure. Hey, you're right. Diesel probably is best shape, don't you think? Yeah, Diesel, and then even like early, you know, like yeah. NWO Kevin Nash, you know, probably like the best run he had. No, I'm talking about shape. shape. Oh, in the shape. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, Diesel he was in great shape. Jesus. Awful again. Yep. Uh, oh, come on, Kevin. Come go on. over. Yeah, seriously. What come are you doing? on. There now you he's go. going over. He's like, yeah, you're going to fucking go over now. <laughs> and oh they wrestled. I get oh, Nash spilled the guy's fucking soda. It's all over the ground. Yeah, that's not Nash's fault. Dude. Look at the guy. He was going to slap him in the head. <laughs> that would have been funny if he threw popcorn at him. That would have been hilarious. You think Nash would have? That you think Nash would have said something to him? He probably would have. He probably would have healed it up and <laughs> like pretended to do one of these. But how's like, that Kevin Nash's fault? This soda fell, dude. You're you're literally fucking on. on, on yeah, you're bumping around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Ah, uh, the old test of strength. Don't do it, Simmons. Don't do it. He's gonna kick it right in the belly. Don't do it. You get one. Yeah, they'll lock up for one. Then when they get to the second one, that's when that's when Nash is gonna kick him in the belly. Oh, okay, you don't think he's giving me this one? No, he's gonna. Mm. They're gonna lock up and get the first one. I I could be wrong. Does he trust him? Is he gonna do it? They lock hand. Oh, oh, right. oh yeah. look at that. Yeah, they did do the. Oh, I thought he was gonna kick him in the stomach. Rod Simmons is so good at the test of strength. Yeah. That's one thing you don't see in wrestling now. No, nope. you don't see that anymore. Well, that was, I mean, that's a big man spot, though. Like, you're not gonna see like a cruiserweight guy do but that. But even shit. like, even like Bobby Lashley versus like Drew McIntyre, you don't. That'd have been kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I could have gotten behind that. Yeah, they're really. I don't honestly. I mean, this is WCW 1991. Jim Hurd, the president at the time, um, had no wrestling prior wrestling experience. I shouldn't say that he did have prior wrestling experience. He produced a television show that did. Um, uh, wrestling uh, from the Chase Hotel in uh, St. Louis, um, but uh, what federation was, was that? That was the uh, as part. It was one of the territories in the NWA. Okay, um, but he was just a television, like a like a like a regional television manager. He wasn't like he wasn't booking the matches. Like he was just producing the TV. Um, but then he eventually became a district manager for Pizza Hut, and he worked <laughs> yeah, for, he worked for Turner. <laughs> And then that's when Turner, when they, when WCW was, when Turner purchased Jim Crockett Promotions and turned it into WCW, then Hurd became the president at some point. And as Dusty Rhodes once said, he was like, they got a pizza guy running the company. <laughs> they got a pizza guy. Oh, it's funny when even uh, Tim Cornette talks about old stories and he's talking about Hurd and like Hurd, pizza. yeah. <laughs> he's, he just did an interview recently, not too long ago. Um, for the first time in like 30 years. Like, I didn't even recognize him. Jim Hurt. Um, 
He did it for uh, adfreeshows.com. You got to it's like a service you got to pay for that, okay. that, uh, that that Conrad Thompson runs with all the podcasts with like I give Eric Conrad Bishop. credit, right? That, that, that I, I would never listen to him by himself, but he's a great host. Yeah, he's he is. Awesome he sets host. the scene. Yeah, I mean, he's one of the reasons why I do this because yeah. you know he he's, he brought back the nostalgia factor. Oh, there's the <laughs> wizard. <Kevin. laughs> there's the wizard at it again. But he's also a lunatic though when it comes to his podcast. Like he, so he's got this service. It's called AdFreeShows.com. There's a shitload of bonus content. Yeah. He, but he's got a podcast with Bruce Pritchard. He's got a podcast with Eric Bischoff. He's got a podcast with Tony Schiavone. He's got a podcast with Arn Anderson. He's got a podcast with Jim Ross, and he's got a podcast with Jeff Jarrett. He's got six podcasts. Okay, that's a lot. Yeah. So he's podcasting almost every day yep. just to get weekly content out. Plus, he's got bonus content that he has with these guys. But he's now started to hire a couple of other um, hosts to do different, you know, bonus-related content uh, for his podcasts. But yeah, he's. Um, I mean, he's he, he's he's doing something right with all the the podcasts that he has and the success of those, and then the service, the adfreeshows.com, where you can sign up and you can get all these podcasts commercial free, and then the the the, the bonus stuff. Here we go again. Simmons with a shoulder block. We got one, two. That's it? Shoulder block? Whoa. And Simmons won? I was thinking, I forgot that he won. I was thinking that Oz was going to win. Oh, come on. No, I knew Simmons was going to win all Really? Come on. I totally forgot about that. You know, well, they give Oz this big entrance. You would think that, you know. Dude, it talked about for two and a half minutes. And we just, we did it. We, we, and we played for the volume of the, that how, how Simmons was going to. It's the hottest thing since like. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You you you, you saw you, you saw the foresight in that. I didn't. That's yeah. That, no, good call. Good call. I can't. I can't I, believe it. Shoulder block to the knee. With yeah. Well, they well they, look at they're keeping oh, okay, up with the continuity of the story. Okay. The knee. Yeah. He hurt his knee during the match. So. I get it. A flying shoulder tackle. A flying shoulder tackle. Not even from the top rope or nothing. No. It was from the top rope. He just ran the ropes while the wizard stood there and watched the whole thing happen. It's it's like his finisher at this time. It was like a power slam, right? Yeah. It was beautiful. Yeah. I don't know. JR and Tony had it again. Like you said, maybe maybe fucking Nash's knee or something. like. Yeah, they were just playing up the the knee issue. And JR and Tony, I wonder what they're talking about here. Let's play the audio for it. know each other so well. They can probably predict each other's should be a tremendous matchup. The fans are really going to be into it. It's one of the most uh, awaited matchups as far as you and I are concerned. Fans, we're going to see that matchup in just a few moments, but right now we'd like to show you this week's WCW Top 10. Here's a look at the WCW Top 10 as compiled by promoters and members of the board of directors of World Championship Wrestling. That's from ESPN, no doubt about it. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, the following contest. 
That might have been the worst top five for any wrestling federation. In yeah. So coming up next here, we have Robert Gibson from the Rock and Roll Express taking on former tag team partner Ricky Morton. This oh, is when they turned Ricky Morton heel, and they had him join up with the York Foundation with Terry Reynolds. You'll see. You'll get to see her. Oh, do we get to see the computer? She's gonna have the. Oh, I'm excited now. Out. Yeah. But this is when they they thought it was a good idea to make Ricky Morton a bad guy. Now you see Bill Alfonso is the referee. Oh yeah, Billy. Yeah. Yeah, Bill Alfonso. Yeah. So Robert was out with an injury, and then they had Ricky in the singles, and then they decided we're going to make him into a bad guy because they thought it was a great idea to reinvent the wheel here. Um, first there was fire, then they reinvented the wheel. Yeah, your top. And then five, there was Ricky Morton. Your top five is fucking Lex Luger, Barry Windham, Sting, Sting Stunning Steve. Yeah, and, and Bobby E. Yeah, Bobby. That's your top five. But 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 yet. You 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 can't you can't put two cents and maybe like maybe should we have the Rock and Roll Express together if that's our singles top five yeah. maybe we could have a good tag team then. Well, look at this here too. Here, I I don't know the sequence of events in the timeline between when these two you know when they decided they were going to split them up. But here's yep. here's where I, here's what I don't like about this. Number one, the fact that if it ain't broke, don't fix. Oh, totally. It, it, there's no need to fix it. Okay, I get it. Robert was injured. They needed to do something with Ricky. This is what they decided to do. Okay? That's the first thing. Second of all, Ricky Morton, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to, he was so established as Robert's partner as a part of the Rock and Roll Express with that look. If you're going to turn him into a bad guy, change his look up. Change his look completely. Now, I know later he would eventually change his look a little bit. But... He would get rid of the bandanas and stuff wrapped around his knees and his waist and stuff like that. But I don't know. I just, I never, I was never, I was a Rock and Roll Express fan when I was a kid. Um, oh, we all were. And to see Ricky as a bad, it was, this was like, this was like peanut butter without jelly or jelly without peanut butter. This is like having a, <laughs> je- this is like having a jelly sandwich. This is like having a jelly sandwich. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. A ham sandwich with no cheese. I mean, look, come on now, you know. Yeah. If you're gonna make him a bad guy, go fucking all the way with it, you know. His look, change his look around, make him fucking cut his hair. He probably was like, "I ain't cutting my hair. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that." He probably didn't even want to do it. That's just my guess, but your your singles division is so weak that uh, you would think that maybe they would make their tag team division the strong the strong suit. Well. It makes no sense well, to me. If their single division's weak, this is probably one of the reasons why that they broke these guys up so they can they can make their singles division stronger. I guess there's an upside to that to that theory, uh, but I would I would think all right if I was like the executive board of WCW right now and people sat 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 me down and goes Dennis how can we, how can we make WCW 1991 better be like well our well our ta- our singles division stinks right now guys so it's not yeah. sugarcoated. So let's make one of our divisions good. You know what I mean? Let's make our tag. Well, yeah, but you would think that if the singles division sucks, that you would want to improve the singles division as opposed to taking away the tag division. You know, especially an established team like this, and in in, in turn further damaging the tag team division. Yeah, exactly. You know, so then now you're taking two divisions and, and you're, you're making them suck. You're making them both suck. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, I don't oh, don't trust it. Come on, but come on, <laughs> come Daddy, on. <laughs> come on, Daddy. Ricky Morton, 
I interviewed Ricky Morton once. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, did you, I, I think I sent you the link for it. Yeah. yeah. Pretty sure I did. Yeah. Look at that mullet. Robert Gibson. Yeah. <laughs> I was always a big Ricky Morton fan. Robert never did it for me. I like them as a team. Rock and Roll Express. I will say, though, yeah. Ricky Morton, if they ever, you know, well, to his credit, he he put a stop to it, but um, they wanted to make him the world champion. Jim Crockett. You know, he had the series of matches with Flair in 86, um, and they wanted to make him the heavyweight champion. They wanted to turn him into, like, this hot, you know, heartthrob baby face. I think that would have worked back then. It would have, but he saw something that other people didn't, and that was the fact that he saw that they weren't going to do anything with Robert if they... He knew that they were going to fire him, and... That's when he said, "No, I'm not going to do it." And he didn't. He didn't win the title. They wanted to. They wanted to have Flair drop the title to him. Wow, he said no. To the and guy. he said no to the title. What a good. And guy. that's why they did a lot of those dusty finishes in those matches with the two of them, where like Morton would win the title, but then the decision would get reversed, and Flair would walk out the champ, and then they would go to the next town and do the same thing. Like they did a lot of that with those two. Um, I can you imagine paying a house show. You're like, oh, we'd never see a title change. And then you finally get it, and it's just a dusty finish. Yeah. I mean, back then, like, people didn't, you know, there was no internet, so people didn't label it as a dusty finish. They yeah. just saw that as a tool to, all right, I'm going to go buy tickets to the next show. But you got to figure this out. The next time they come into town, I'm definitely going to see the rematch. Yeah. I mean, that was the tool for a lot of, I mean, we've talked about it before. Live events were the, television was the tool to get people to go to the live events. The live events weren't the tool to get people to watch the TV show. You know, so the the on the, the non televised events in wrestling were the big were the were the big tickets. Yeah, I mean, and and then eventually when pay per view came around, pay per view became the, the bigger deal. But you know, they the, the old theory was back in the day, at least for the WWF, the story I heard was that you know they would do double shots where they would work you know two shows in one day and. Hogan was so popular they'd put Hogan on both cards, but Hogan would headline. One show, if it was like a two o'clock show in the afternoon, he would go and he would wrestle in the middle of the card, like a Paul Orndorff or a Roddy Piper, or whoever, and they would do some sort of fucking screwball finish right before intermission. And before, and then at the yeah. at at intermission, they would say rematch between Hulk Hogan and Paul Orndorff. The next time we come back into town on August the fifth, blah 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 blah, in Chicago, Illinois. So then during intermission, you'd go get your merchandise, and then you you. Hopefully, you convince your parents or whoever. Oh, I got to see the rematch. <laughs> so, you intermission, you would yeah. buy tickets for the next time that they would come into town, which would be a couple of months later. Meanwhile, Hogan and Orndorff or Hogan and Piper would end up going to the next town to work last and do the same finish or a similar finish. You know what I mean? That was what live events and and um, you know and, and television used to do. Um, that was how it was operated in wrestling back in the day. But they used to do those when Morton was a babyface and did the did the shit with. Um, so I'll see they're working on a knee because Robert had that knee injury yep. that 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 started this whole thing. Um, some continuity there, I like it. Um, but yeah, Ricky and and Flair would do these finishes where Ricky would, you know, win the title and either Flair's foot was under the rope or, you know, the the there would be a ref bump and another referee would come in and then. Love how wrestling's just so convenient. Like one second that uh, that uh, on a pay per view, 
if a guy's leg is under the rope and the ref does one, two, three, sorry, and the ref's decision cannot be reversed. Yep, final call. <laughs> final call. It's a final call. Referee's decision stands. <laughs> out show though. Yeah. Oh, What's that, the fans? Listen to the... Yeah. Oh, oh you saw you that? You saw that? Oh, you... Oh, it's reversed. Oh, Tommy in the front row said that this guy had his foot under the rope, so I believe him, and since we don't do instant replay, the match is going to restart again. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yep. You would think that, like, it would, you know, that there'd be some continuity, but no. No, no, no. There's no such thing as continuity. No, God forbid. No such thing as continuity. Ricky, uh, rolling's an hour in, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, we're about yeah we're about an hour in, and we're rolling. We're having yeah. a good old time here. We're having a good old time here. Hopefully, all of you are as well. We are currently, if if you are following along with us, we are currently at fifty four minutes and 28, 29, 30, 31 seconds. This show is two hours fifty minutes and fourteen yeah, seconds. Um, here we go. One, two, kick out by Ricky and Robert selling that knee injury. Continuing to work on it. Um. Yeah. So me, Rock and Roll Express. Obviously, they're better together than they are apart. You I just, would agree. You, with you that. can't. You know. You can't deny that. Um, and they're still going today. I mean, they still do. You know. Yeah. Before I, COVID, they did indies. They would do AEW. Um, the last time I saw them was um, when the Hardys were just leaving TNA, and they did that. Total deletion or whatever. Yep. Yeah, I saw. Oh, the the, the 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 cinematic match. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The and, uh, Rock and Roll Express was was a part of that. Yeah, they did something. Yeah, they did stuff uh, with Impact, um, TNA, for those uh, those those final deletion matches that the Hardys would do. They they did a, a few things with AEW, um, with uh, Santana and Ortiz. Oh right. And Young Bucks. Yeah. Um, Ricky Morton did a Canadian Destroyer. Yep. To one of the guys from uh, uh, Inner Circle, one of the, you know, Proud and Powerful. I think it was Ortiz, I want to say. Um, they did something recently, as a few months ago, with uh, Tully Blanchard on AEW TV, and then the Revival, or FT, uh, the Revival, FTR, yeah. uh, attacked them on AEW TV. So, um, yeah, I mean, they're still around, they're still kicking. I was I was surprised that the WWE put them in the Hall of Fame. Not saying that they don't deserve it, but they they only they only had a cup of coffee in the WWF in the nineties. They they were when Cornette did the whole Smoky oh, Mountain thing. It was terrible. Yeah, it was nothing to write home about. And then then they brought them back in ninety eight. I want to say it was ninety eight, and they did that. They were representatives of the NWA with Jim Cornette. You remember that? No. So it was like I, I, Attitude Era. I remember their kind of like their first one, and then I kind of remember Billy Gunn. It was Billy or Bart? No, excuse me, Bart Gunn. That that a Bart Gunn and someone else. Bob Holly. Yeah, they I, did a new Midnight yeah, Express. Yeah, yeah. And they wrestled Ricky and Robert. Yeah. yeah. So in ninety, so in ninety three, ninety three, the Rock and Roll Express came into WWF and wrestled. Briefly, as a part of the Smoky Mountain uh, kind of working partnership, with I don't Cole, remember with, that. Oh, it was like, like they like wrestled the Heavenly Bodies. Like, yeah, they would wrestle on Superstars okay. and Survivor. They had a match at Survivor Series in '93 that year against the Heavenly Bodies. Um, but then they brought them back to WWF in early '98 as a part of 
the they were so the National Wrestling Alliance was doing something brief with the WWF. This is when the NWA was pretty much dead at this point, um, and this is when Cornette was managing the Rock and Roll Express as heels as a part of the NWA. They were trying to bring tradition back to the WWF and the Attitude Era. So they were like, the NWA was a faction at this point. Barry Windham was a part of it. They had Jeff Jarrett as a part of it as the NWA North American Heavyweight Champion. It, 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 did, it didn't last very long. Maybe lasted a month. And then they had the Rock and Roll Express turn back babyface. And they would wrestle Cornette's New Midnight Express. And the New Midnight Express didn't really uh, last very long either. With Bart Gunn and Bob Holly. That was pretty stupid. Um but yeah, the Rock and Roll Express, I was surprised that they were put in the WWE Hall of Fame. Not because they didn't deserve it, not because they didn't have the the, the credit, the, the credentials and the credibility, but they weren't a, a strong act in WWF, WWE. What did you think about Rock and Roll going into the Hall of Fame? I, I thought it was well-deserved. And, and, I'm not and, saying it wasn't, also, I agree. And also, they, they gave, uh, they, they put a lot of guys who are, or weren't WWF guys and, and nowadays like that, uh, um, they have usually. I think, of course, the most the most famous example. But, but uh, I don't know. I'm just trying trying to think that that uh, I just know for a fact there, there's there. Um, you know, you got those 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 promoters that are like you're you're like who the fuck is that? Vern like, Gagne. Like, well, yeah. everyone knows. Who Ver, I mean, people know who Vern Gagne is. Who yeah. are history of wrestling? But well, yeah, I'm saying, there's, 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 there's there's guys in there. That, that Occasionally, like, they'll put know. some guys in that 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 didn't really work for the company or maybe they have like a one like Stan Hansen went in one year and he wasn't a uh, a WWF WWE guy. I know Stan Hansen worked briefly for the old WWF yep. and did the angle where he broke Bruno's neck, Bruno San Martino in Madison Square Garden. Um, but for the most part he was a guy that worked in Japan a lot, Japan and WCW. I'm trying to think who else. Um Went into the Hall of Fame that wasn't a big act in WWE. I think uh, Juice of Thunder Liger. For like they put in, yeah, they put in Liger. <laughs> yeah. um, but although Liger had a match with Tyler Breeze on a WWE program. That's right. Yeah. I think he did another one too. I don't know. I could be wrong. Yeah, I don't know. I, I remember the one with Breeze, unless he did something else. But yeah, Rock and Roll didn't have a whole lot... Um, uh, whole lot of time in wwf wwe and and so i was i was i was surprised but well deserved yeah no doubt i mean they you know we say they're the most over tag team of all time Whew, wow that's a good one um over in terms of what like like what's the, what, what what are you what's your criteria of over for them in this with this as you're phrasing this question so that's actually so so I know it's going to contradict what what maybe over is to some people, but like yeah, there have been tag teams that are, are more nationwide, more popular, or whatever. But when a team hit, got uh, a team maybe down to the entrance, uh, down to the ring, and the place just explodes. Oh, they yeah, I mean, women literally crying every time they come out. You know, throw that that uh, that uh, I just. So, so I want to say this again, Jim Cornette. He made like a dare on 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 a podcast. Said go go to the YouTube or WWE Network and do da 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 versus 
versus versus uh, Rock and Roll. The Rock and Roll Express. It just listened to the, the reaction. And I was like, wow, he's right. I, I he's not wrong team. about the reaction. I just never heard anything like that before. It, they, what's the old... Uh, the old adage, uh, the, the the road warrior pop. A lot of people like to, you know, the road warriors used to get big pops like um, rock and roll. They reminded me. You heard a lot of females in, in the in the reactions yeah. for rock and roll. It was Maybe very. That's why they made them a little louder. It was, it was very reminiscent of when the Von Erichs used to wrestle and the crowds used to go fucking crazy. Like there's, I think I was telling you in a text message. I watched an old, I watched a Great American Bash, nineteen eighty eight. And the opening match was Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard against Sting and Nikita Koloff for the, the, the NWA World Tag Team titles. And the bell rang, and both teams just started throwing fists at each other. And in today's wrestling, you would watch that, and it might get somewhat of a reaction. But that crowd that was they were they were coming unglued. It was like, and you could hear like the female voice, excuse me, and just the overwhelming... Um, sense of um excitement and rock and roll had that in their in their entrances too um i would say they're one of the most over tag teams of all time for sure i mean they're still doing it to this day yeah you know people still pay to see them people you know they're 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 big down south you know what it's interesting it's funny you know mentioned down south so when i met ricky morton and robert gibson at at a show it was a it was an indie show in New Jersey during WrestleMania weekend in 2013. I went up to them and I said I wanted to take a picture and I told them who I was and wanted to do an interview, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and you know we're just kind of bullshitting back and forth. And Ricky Morton says um, he says uh, it was right before the show was going to start and he had they were getting done, they were getting ready. And I think this is gonna be a this is gonna be a double countout finish. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. He's getting there. Yeah, it looks like he's getting there with the way that they just did that little bullshit double drop kick. And oh, now she ran all the way to the other yeah. side of the ring so she could distract the referee. But for what reason? Let's see. Oh, he's like he used the computer and bashed him with him. Oh, here we go. That's it. That's the reason. So it isn't. It isn't. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's over. Yeah, use the terrible bump. Yeah. Here we go. Hook the leg. One. Two, three. We get that finish at two out of ten. Oh my god, <laughs> that was god awful. She was so out of place. Yeah, that was brutal. Um, but so I met Ricky Morton, and he had said, you know, I said I wanted to get a picture and an autograph, and he was just like, "Come back at intermission." And and <laughs> somebody just threw something into the yeah. ring. Did you see that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what they think of this match and this show. It was bad. Oh yeah, not. I mean, the match was all right. The finish but was terrible. The finish wasn't good. She had to fucking run around the ring to get into place so that he could. Yeah, it was. It, she was. It was. It was just bad. Um, but he said he goes come back after intermission. He goes. Um, he goes. I'll. I'll. You know, sign something. We'll do it for like ten bucks. I was like, really? He was like. He was like, yeah. He goes. He goes down south. He goes when we do these shows. He goes. He goes, uh, it's it, it's cheaper, like for the autographs and for the the the. I was like, damn. So he, I mean, he gave me a deal. Yeah. I, I took a picture with him and Robert and got a eight by ten sign for ten dollars, um, which I was uh, I was surprised at. Here we see uh, Eric Bischoff with Dustin Rhodes and the Young Pistols, Scott Armstrong and the late Tracy Smothers, who had passed away. Yeah. 
Uh, let, let's hear what they got to say. Eric, I'm going to tell you this, Freebirds. You've got three thoroughbred racehorses right here that's ready to jump down your throat. So I want you to tie them boots on real tight because we're not coming for a wrestling match. We're coming for a fight. All right, how about it, Steve? That's right. Six-man elimination is the stipulation that Dustin Rhodes and the Young Pistols have been waiting for for a long time. What that means is every time one man's beat, he's got to take a hike back to the dressing room. We get one gone, two gone, then number three, he's out of there. And look out, Fat Daddy Stink, because you're the only one left. Tell him about it. How about it, Dustin? Man, you've had oh, your yeah. game face on for weeks. Birds. Young Pistols next to Dustin Rhodes. It's the greatest night of my professional career. Oh, my God. And a six-man elimination match, baby, tonight... Just a few short minutes, we're going to show you what six-man tag team elimination is all about. And you can tell that, patties. Oh, oh my. my Jim and Tony, six-man action, they nope. are indeed Not a bad dusty back to you guys. That's terrible. He doesn't I mean, talk like that. <laughs> I, think it was, I didn't think it was that bad. Oh, but why, though? It, it yeah, it made bad. no sense. But Yeah, oh, here come the Freebirds. Freebirds and... Uh, uh, I got a confession. I didn't want to say it, but I have to say it now. Okay. I always fucking hated the Freebirds in a bad way, and like I I never liked them. Okay. That that uh that um. I just thought they were just assholes in a bad way. That 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 uh, like they were trying way too hard for me. Like like kind of like that uncle like has like you know goes to the barbecue and like you know he's gonna drink twelve Budweiser. Just <laughs> to drink twelve Budweiser. That's the Freebirds. That's the Freebirds to me. <laughs> you know. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. No, I, I, hey, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I thought they were cool. I liked them. I thought they were cool. You know. But looking at it now, like, yeah. Like, look at this. Yeah. I know it could be fucking silly. I get it. I get it. You know who's under the mask? I I, I thought it was Ric Flair. That that uh, but uh. Ric Flair that, that under the, the mask. Uh, that was the, that black, was the scorpion. Uh, black scorpion. Yeah. Yeah. So that's who's under the mask. Uh, Rick Rude, right? Nope. As a free bird? No. No, I'm trying to think though. Who did who did mask gimmicks in WCW? Well, this uh, is, the free birds they put a third person in there because the free birds were always a three person. Yeah, they always say, yeah, yeah. But Buddy Roberts, Buddy Jack Roberts, at this point stopped wrestling, I believe, and then I think Terry Gordy. I think Terry Gordy was in Japan by this point. Um, but you know who's under the mask there? I have no idea. Brad Armstrong. Is that right? Yep. Brad Armstrong so played fighting his brother? He was Bad Street. Yeah, he's wrestling his brother, Steve. I know. Yeah. How ironic. And then that's, I always and saw that's it... Sir Oliver Humperdinck, um, the, the manager for the Freebirds. Okay. The one who used to manage Bam Bam Bigelow. He was also a manager I know of, the, name. I just, I of know. the Samoans. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I fucking hate that guy. Well, the Freebirds, another example of um, W... They weren't a product of the WWF, WWE that went into the Hall of Fame. Well deserved, in my opinion. I know that you don't feel the same way because oh, they were over like Grover. I can't just because you I just don't didn't like them. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So you're you're not discrediting their no, ability no, and, no. and their talent. Just... Other than Coco Beware, I I don't shit on anybody being the whole. What about the Bushwhackers? I take that back to be. <laughs> yeah, the Bushwhackers. I love right? the Sheep Herders, but but the, the the Bushwhackers not so much. Yeah, I mean, if, you watch, if anyone who doesn't never watch a Sheep. Cheap order match, by the way, watch it. It's like it's it's like they turned Stone Cold Steve Austin into uh, um like I don't know, dude love or something. That 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 uh I, I don't I don't get why would you I get it that that, that, that the kids love them and whatever, 
But the sheepers were... The motherfuckers were over. I'm not a big... Yeah, I was never a big awesome. bushwhacker guy. And I even as a kid, I used to think it was weird that they would go down to the ring and lick people. people like my, gra- my, my grandfather, he loved the bushwhackers. Like, he used to think they were great. You know, when they fucking, you know, give the guys you the noogies and, ru- and lick their faces. But I was never... I was never a big bushwhacker guy. I Even as a kid, I used to be like, what the... He licked him? What the... Ugh. Like, yeah, that was just me. You know what it might have been? It might have been the George Animal Steel was leaving and the Bushwhackers were coming in. Maybe maybe people just saw a lot of uh, George Animal Steel. And the I didn't think of that until you just brought that up. Like, I mean, in terms of like the, 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 the parallels. The I just couldn't think of it. I was thinking, thinking, why would anyone like, be like, yay, lick me, you know? I go, That's the only thing I could think of. Fuck, I don't the, the, know. The, the George was leaving and they were coming in. And I don't know. I know you're not a big Freebirds guy, but... I don't think they have it currently on on the on Peacock right now, but Jimmy Garvin, the the brunette yeah. next to Michael Hayes, um, for, part of the Freebirds. For the record, I loved Garvin's brother, by the way. Ronnie, yeah, love Ronnie. They were, I, I believe, not related in real life, but they made them related oh, on I TV. They were. <laughs> yeah, they weren't related in real life, but on TV, they yeah. they they played up that they were related. I think it was like. Hold on, let me check. I want to. I'm going to look this up right now. Um, but um, you can go watch a lot of world class and gorgeous Jimmy Garvin was a unbelievable heel on his own in a singles role. And the origins of the Freebirds go back to world class, obviously, with the original three: Michael Hayes, Terry Gordy, Buddy Jack Roberts. But they used to do a lot of eight man tags. And Garvin, who was a singles, he was gorgeous. Jimmy Garvin, as uh, with with Precious, yeah. they would team up with the, he would team up with the Freebirds, and that's how eventually at some point Garvin was the fourth Freebird. It was almost very they, they were they weren't a, a, like they would wrestle up together a lot, but they were they were never Garvin was never recognized as a Freebird on on TV for World Class until yeah. eventually he came to WCW and him and Hayes were a, a, a team. Uh, let me look this shit up right now. What am I looking up again? Looking uh, up uh, Ronnie yeah, Garvin, Garvin and are they related? And Jimmy Garvin. All right. Let's I could have sworn they were brother brothers. Um. Oh, hold on. You know what? I think I might be wrong here. All right. So, um, let's see here. Oh, I am wrong. So Ronnie Garvin is the stepfather to Jimmy Garvin. That's fucked. Yeah. Cause they're like almost the same age. I'd like to know the story on that. I was gonna say, yeah, that's a little that's a little strange here. Let me look up Jimmy Garvin here for a second. No, Ronnie Garvin, excuse me. I looked up Jimmy already. Um They maybe are ten years apart. Maybe ten years. Alright, so Ronnie Garvin was born March thirtieth, nineteen forty five. Forty five, okay. All right. And, um, he must, and the other guard must be 50. Hold on, let me, let me look at here. What was he? Trying to, this is 91. He's looking 40. So, in the mid 60s, he adopted the, the ring name Ron Garvin and formed a tag team with Terry Garvin, who was billed as being his brother. They were managed by their other brother, Jimmy Garvin who is actually Ron's stepson in real life. Yeah. That's the that's the correlation between the two. But on TV, 
they were known as brothers. Now let me see how old Jim. So Ron Garvin is was born forty five. Forty five. Yeah. Jimmy Garvin was born. Oh, in fifty two. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. That that they that they were maybe ten years apart. That's crazy to me, dude. But Jimmy Garvin is older than his stepfather. I thought you said Ronnie Garvin was born in nineteen forty-five. Jimmy Garvin was born in nineteen fifty-two. Am I getting my Garvin's? I thought Ronnie Garvin was the blonde. Ronnie Garvin's the blonde. Yeah. With the with the crew. Nineteen forty-five. Nineteen forty-five. Jimmy Garvin, the brunette, born nineteen fifty-two. But Ron Garvin was the stepfather of Jimmy Garvin, and Ron Garvin is ten years younger than his stepson. That's fucking crazy. That is nuts. (laughs) It's absolutely nuts. You believe that shit, right? Yeah. That's crazy. I don't know. When you hear it, you hear it. I don't know. But the birds, yeah, they were uh, they were popular. But yeah. yeah, I would go out of your way to watch a lot of like Ronnie or Jimmy Garvin on World Class. In a singles role, because he was he was a damn good heel. And at one point, I don't know if you know this, but in 1992, Jim Jimmy gorgeous Jimmy Garvin had a tryout with the WWF to be a color commentator. Really? Yep. And there was some uh, before WWE Network changed over to Peacock in the United States. There was like some, you know remember the hidden gem section? You Loved find, them. Right? Yeah, it was great stuff. They should yep. definitely bring it back. Um, there was actually a hidden gem of some footage of Jimmy Garvin. Um, uh, he got a tryout at a TV taping, and Mean Gene Oakland interviewed him on like the old podium, yeah. like the old like interview stand or whatever. And um, it was a very generic interview, but it, there wasn't anything groundbreaking that took place in the interview. But I guess it was it was a tryout that only happened at the television tapings, and it was like I think he worked like two or three nights of TV, and then. For whatever reason, they didn't hire him. Or they were going to hire him, and they decide, and something happened. Whether he decided not to take the job, or they decided not to you know, hire him. I don't know what the deal was. I don't remember exactly, but he had a brief... Oh, actually, fuck, I'll look that shit up right now. Let me look that shit up right now. Alright, so I'm going to go gorgeous Jimmy Garvin. What happened in him in WWF? Because um, he had, a, like I said, very, very brief... Um, run in the WWF in 1992. Um, what do we got here? He's part of Jim Crockett. Fabulous Freebirds. Yeah, so after leaving WCW in September of 92, Garvin received a tryout with the World Wrestling Federation. He conducted an unaired interview segment at a television taping on October 26, 1992 in Springfield, Illinois, where he insulted the Ultimate Maniacs, a team composed of the Ultimate Warrior, Macho Man, Randy Savage, and predicted that all of the bad guys would win at the 1992 Survivor Series. (laughs) Garvin did not sign with the company and afterwards took a hiatus from pro wrestling, learning to become a commercial airline pilot. In February 94, Garvin made one final appearance in WCW at Super Brawl 4 in place of the injured Michael Hayes in a losing effort to scheduled opponent Johnny B. Bad. Um, yeah, so Garvin had a literally a, a very short cup of coffee with the WWF. Um, 
That would have been interesting, him being a part of the WWF. Yeah, I guess so. He kind of would... I mean, if, like, if they if they put him in a color commentator role, he kind of would have been like the the '90s version of Jesse Ventura, if you think about it, like with like the, the big hair and yeah, you know, he good, wore all like the flashy stuff. Good you know analogy, I mean? yeah. Well, let's talk about fucking Dustin Rhodes here with this uh, <laughs> with that 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 Dusty Rhodes impersonation. My goodness, could you try any harder? Well, they probably was forced to do that. Yeah, I don't think I don't. We, we, <clears throat> That uh, I, I always thought that 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 when probably Vince gave him the uh, the gold dust gimmick, that he was like fuck yeah anything that gets me away from, from my dad. Yep. No, one, that makes sense. Know. But I mean, come on, you got to do the accent too. Like every like you're not. Like, I don't know. I just. Oh, who the hell's that big ass guy fucking on the on the ramp? He's wearing a white t shirt. Now let's take a look. When, when they showed in the, when they showed, uh, like I just saw this huge fucking dude in a white t-shirt. And there he goes again. You see uh, him? Security probably. All right. He, but he was actually on the ramp. Oh, he's well, probably, yeah. Right. Maybe I don't know. I'm guessing he worked for them. Either that or they yeah. just. <laughs> now he's walking. Anyway, yeah. yeah, it's no big deal. That uh, one of my favorite things is the when I, when I watch the uh, that uh. Early '90s wrestling, so always watching the crowd too. It's just like watching their hair dudes, and especially that guy with the, with the fake tuxedo. He's got a tuxedo yeah. T-shirt on, <laughs> yeah, with a handlebar mustache. <laughs> he looks amazing. Yeah, he is the epitome of the negative connotation of white trash wrestling fan. Oh, Look at that! It's so amazing. He's the guy that gives us all a bad name. A little bit. He probably hasn't showered. Probably. He's probably one of those guys that critiques everything. But at the same time, he critiques everything like he's Dave Meltzer, but at the same time probably believes it's still real. Oh, absolutely. Okay? And has no has no athletic ability whatsoever, judging by that frame. And I'm not fat shaming here, him here whatsoever, but I mean, you're he's wearing a, a tuxedo t-shirt to a fucking wrestling show. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> that's unreal. That's, that's pro wrestling. Have you ever show. once wore a tuxedo t- T-shirt. I did, but you know what? It was a Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase tuxedo T-shirt that I had bought good. from a T-shirt shop online. I had the Million Dollar Man tuxedo T-shirt, and I wore it to um, uh, a Monday Night Raw once. I'm trying to think if I and ever people. Wore it. I got a lot of compliments on it, but I ended up gaining weight and I didn't fit into yeah. it, so I threw it out. But yeah, I got a lot of compliments on. It. People were like, "Oh shit, look at that! He got a Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase tuxedo T-shirt." Pretty good. Yeah, it was black with the dollar signs and everything. Like, yeah. You should have pulled it off. Think of Nikolai Volkov. He pulled that that that, that thing off brilliantly. Nikolai Volkov probably got the idea from watching this. That guy in the front row right there. <laughs> Actually, he kind of does look like Nikolai uh, Volkov. Yeah, right. <laughs> Eat my crotch, lick my balls every day. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Nikolai Volkov. God rest his soul, Nikolai Volkov. Yep. By the way, my buddy Vitaly, he's from Ukraine. He could do the whole... He could do the whole Russian the, national yeah, anthem? USSR, I used Russia to be able to do it when I was a kid, when I used to play wrestling. I was normally the baby face, but if I did play with my toys, I would have, you know, the Nikolai Volkov toy, the, oh, the, so rubber, awesome. the rubber one, and I would do the I would do the um, the, nas- the Russian national anthem. I'm still pissed that they, 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 uh, the, the Heart Foundation did them dirty that, like that. 
Oh, him and uh, uh, yeah. Boris Zukov. You gotta figure that's their most famous match, don't you think? Oh, the the Bolsheviks. The Bolsheviks yeah. Possibly, yeah. yeah. I was uh, I was listening to an episode of the Arn Anderson podcast, and he's been go he's been talking about his his journey through the territories before he he, he made it big, and so he used to ro- he used to be the roommate for um, he used to uh, share an apartment with uh, Boris Zukov. Okay. Uh, when they wrestled for the Fullers in uh, Coastal or Southeastern Championship Wrestling down in um, Knoxville, Tennessee, in Pensacola, Florida. Ooh, oh, ACT. what do we got here? Because this is an elimina- elimination match too. So that's it. Yeah, that DDT that was a good move. So I would say I would, I would argue that's the move of the night so one, far. One, one down, two to go. Yeah, of course so, the heels got to be up. Yep, heels got to be up. Yeah. You got to tell the story. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, that's right. There was a no over-the-top rope rule. Yeah. So Hayes threw him over the top, so now Hayes is eliminated. It's a disqualification, so now Hayes is eliminated. But did he But the, he did it to the guy that got pinned, right? No, the other guy came running after him and oh, he flipped him okay. over the top rope. So that's how they eliminated him. Okay. Interesting way to finish. Yeah, I used to hate that rule. Can't throw a guy over the top oh, rope. So stupid. That's such bullshit. That was like when Bill Watts used to have them. You can't throw him over the top rope, and you can't jump off the top rope. But you could have a light heavyweight division with flying Brian Pillman, but he can't jump off the top rope. Ugh. What kind of bullshit was that? That was that was Bill Watts running the company was after this. I believe Bill Watts wouldn't start till I want to say late ninety one, late the, the late this year, maybe even early ninety two. I could be mistaken, but. No, he's going to get eliminated. No. no, maybe. I don't know. What was I getting? Oh, so Arn Anderson used to be the, um, the, the he used to share an apartment with, with Boris Zukov. And they lived in Pensacola in Florida. And when they weren't wrestling, you know, they would spend a day at the beach. And then they would come home. And for dinner, Boris Zukov would order another Double DDT by the Freebirds. It's here. a good looking move. I give them yeah. that. <laughs> Again, wow. They went to the well one too many times. So now we're at two on one here. And yep. Dustin comes back in. That's a great close <laughs> A bump by the ref. <laughs> so now we're back. Now one on one. Bad Street. Uh, I gotta say that versus uh, Dustin Rhodes. The falls have been pretty good. The finishes, yeah, yeah. I actually might give this match of the night so far. You're like Bobby Heenan predicting a Royal Rumble winner. Bobby Heenan used to predict everybody except for Hulk Hogan to win the Royal Rumble. And if a guy got eliminated, it was, oh, no, it's going to be this guy. And now you're like, every match has been match of the night so far. Have I said that? The next Have po- I said that? Not the first one, though. Okay. The, the scaffold match, we both agreed. That was the shits right there. But Z-Man. And oh, you're right. You're was, right. Yeah, you're yeah, right. It match of the you're night right. so far. Oh, but you know what? This is only the second match in. So, but especially in, especially in pay-per-views that stink. I think it's important to, to, to mention when you're... To when mention you're thinking, when something's good? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Or not just good, your opinion on what you think the match of the night is. It's like the golden turd. What do you think the golden turd of the night is? You know what I mean? I, I, I Well, I mean, there's plenty to choose from in this card <laughs> if you think about it. I guess I, 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 I'm actually legitimately... The first half of the match stunk. But now the, the second half of the match... There's a lot of action. I just yeah. wish... Okay, that's the second time you used the Larry to win. And there oh no, Big Daddy. Big Daddy Dink. Was he in WC- ECW, by the way? No, I don't All think right. so. I don't believe he was. I could be wrong, though. I want to say 
Oh, um, he's getting involved. Another manager. Oh, oh, nice move. Nice finish. I think this is the finish right here. Double kicks him. It's gotta be the finish. That guy's going bananas. Yeah, look at that. He yeah. that guy is that guy has lost his mind. Yeah, wearing a fucking awesome jean shorts. By the way, <laughs> that guy was going bananas. Good he for was. him. He almost jumped over the railing. He was jumping Good so hard. Good for him. That finish. That finish popped him. He's who, probably the only one that liked that finish. Who knew Dustin Rhodes? What? What? Bam. Nice clothesline. See you later. Hey, see, look at the rest. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Dustin looked at him like, dude, we're talking after this match. Yeah. <laughs> and then, here we go again. This is the finish. Reversal. Go for the Bulldog. Big Daddy Dink eats it. Yeah. Bulldog to Bad Street by oh, Dustin. Oh, come on. Show the other angle. Go a little oh, you bit. you want to see the other. You want to yeah. see the kid jump up and down. No, it wasn't a kid. It wasn't a it was Actually, a yeah, you're right. It wasn't a dog. He had like a little fucking porn star mustache <laughs> yeah. on. Yeah. If nothing else, this show has is, is produced some, some, some wild fan moments here. Let's play yeah. the audio for this. Bash, exclusively here on pay-per-view. Now still to come, the Russian chain match with Sting versus Nikita Koloff. Remember, Koloff never lost a chain match. It is his specialty. And then the World's Heavyweight Championship will be decided right here tonight in the Baltimore Arena between Lex Luger and Barry Windham. But we have now a very interesting matchup. Complex personalities with the Yellow Dog and Johnny B. Bad. Yellow Dog, the most talked about man in world championship wrestling. And what about Johnny B. Bad? He's a bad man. He is a bad man. He says Gary Michael Capetta is a bad man. He's in the ring. <laughs> All right, so this here, I just found this out recently. So the uh, Yellow Dog, yeah. right? You know who that is? I was about to say, dude, are, we, are we supposed to know who that is? All right, okay. We got a good look at that. Uh, okay, then uh, it says blonde hair, good good looking guy, fit as fuck. Then uh, so they're they're gonna have two baby faces wrestle. No, he, Johnny B. Bad was a bad guy. When was he? he? Out. Yeah. Okay, I was say he, he debuted not not long before the show. All right, so for the listening audience, I'm gonna give up that that uh, so who's under? So who's the yellow dog? Look at that face. Okay, it looks like Brian Pillman. It is. The yellow dog was Brian Pillman. Yep. How could they do that to him? So they did it. So, so yeah, that's what I thought at first, too. Then I did some more research, and Brian Pillman lost a Loser Leaves WCW match to Arn Anderson and Barry Windham, part of the Four Horsemen. Oh, so they're doing So like they a did Midnight the fucking Rider. Midnight Rider gimmick <laughs> yeah, with okay. Brian Pillman as the yellow dog. <laughs> but now he's wrestling Johnny B. Bad, who is a bad guy here, with Teddy Long as his manager. So this was... I didn't like Johnny. I didn't like. I don't know if I liked him as as a, a heel, but I loved Babyface. Baby face. It was. I loved it. I, yeah. I hate that a lot. Babyface Johnny B. Bad was good. Yeah. We talked about this before. He's he's he is very underrated. He he was popular with the audience. He always was like the first match on the card. Um, you 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 know you knew you'd have a great match with him. Yeah. Um, he was a, a mainstay in the the mid to early nineties with WCW TV champion. Had great matches with Steve Austin and Regal and things like that. Um, I mean, yeah, you're a bad man. <laughs> so you are a bad, bad man. But yeah, um, no, I give him credit. That takes a lot of guts to wear makeup like that and stuff like that. Back then in the yeah. '90s, yeah, like I mean, it was, it was. He still was banging hot chicks. Oh, he was. Uh, yeah, he was with Sable. I think they had a daughter together. If I'm not mistaken, I think they had a kid. Like him and Sable right they, now, we're, we're banging each other. I don't know if him and Sable were were, were were bumping uglies before, but um, or during this, but 
There's that fan right there, Vladimir, that super fan. Oh, we supposed to know this guy? Yeah, the guy okay. right there. He he attends all the w- he used to attend like pretty much every you you watch a lot of old wrestling from the eighties and nineties. You see him in the crowd a lot. In fact, WWE Network or Peacock or whatever is supposed to be producing some sort of documentary this month on him. Okay. Um, and how he's this big super fan. And he, he pretty much would go to like every show. You would see him at like every show. Close We're talking- to Close to the front row. We're or, talking about WWE, WCW, all yeah. of them, huh? You see them in a lot of those okay. shows. Presented in the most complete form possible due to original production technical difficulties. Well, of course, that's WCW for you. So you're you're, you're not you know don't worry if you're watching this with us. You're not uh, you're not mistaken. So right now, are they playing this audio right now? Like I don't know what they're on? playing. Let's here. Let's let's, yeah. let's see. We understand our colleague Eric Bischoff is. All right, so there was a small technical difficulty that, so that put the screen to black, yeah. Um, here we go, Johnny B. Bad. All right, and so we got Brian Pillman, Johnny B. Bad, and Nick Patrick all in one ring. This cow kid is B. Bad. Um, I think this is a solid match. It's to the best be. of my recollection, I think this is a solid match. This match goes, this match goes six minutes. What? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you're telling me, so you're you're telling me, fucking whatever. Um, um, uh, Kevin Nash and fucking um and, and fucking Ron Simmons probably went fifteen minutes. No, Kevin Nash and Ron Simmons like went seven minutes and fifty five seconds. The longest match on this show right now. As of right now, actually the longest match on the show for the entire card. Don't tell me Luger. No. Okay, good. I can only take ten minutes of Luger. Take take a guess how how long the the. the All right, so match it has to be sh- the chain match then. No, you gave it away. It had to be the chain match. No. 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 And then it had to, I, match I, I, already I, happened. This match already happened. We already watched it. Oh really? That's def- okay. Uh, can't be the scaffold match. That, that was only no. 10 the scaffold match was six minutes and nineteen seconds. All right. Um, then you got, um, Scott Hall versus somebody. No, the Scott Hall and the, uh, uh, Diamond Stud and Tom Zink went nine minutes. Okay. That was actually an okay match. It was was solid. Um, I guess then it has to be the fucking elimination match, You are correct. 17 minutes and 10 seconds. Oh, that felt like Coming in second place is Ricky, Richard Morton and Robert Gibson. Oh, terrible 17 minutes and three match. Terrible match. Three seconds. Um... In third place comes Luger and Barry Windham. They'll go twelve minutes twenty five. Thank seconds. God. Thank you. I can't. Uh, st- I can't take Luger more than ten minutes. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's rough. What the heck? It looks like he waited for that. Oh, this is. It's for for them. That's sloppy. Yeah. Th- is that it? No. Okay. This match goes six minutes. I think they've only been like a minute and some change in. <laughs> I think. <laughs> so bad they feel like their joints are long. I know, right? You regret doing this? Um, you can no, be honest with me. We're halfway home. Don't don't fuck it. Don't don't bullshit me. You can be honest with me. Don't tell me in the car later that like, oh, you know what? We shouldn't have watched that. No, no, no. Time. I would tell. I would tell it to our beloved listening audience of kicking out of two. How dare you? That 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 uh that uh, I don't think I've, no, I'm, I mean this. I'm not kissing your ass. Okay. And I'm uh, that that I've never regretted. Did you one pull show the chapstick yet. out of your pocket? No, I'm not, I don't think I've regretted one show yet. Okay. All right. And if I, I if I did that, I would, I, would, I would definitely would have told you. Okay. 
and I, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I'll you know, give you. I'll give you that because you know what we we, we, read, we I, talked about format in the show once and uh, through text message and, and well, oh, I remember we talked about possibly watching WrestleMania 17, which was close to four hours, and you were like, oh, I don't know if we can do that. Great event, three, th- great event, but three hour like we get to three hours and we're usually we're usually cooked by then. Yeah. So we do another hour. It's it's ugh, yeah. No, you're right about that. I just thought because of the, the special occasion, I'd be like, oh, you know what? Maybe I'll split it up into two parts. But you know, for recording purposes, it would have fucking, it would it would it would have been. Oh, know. we did a met. If we did what, uh, um, Jericho Michaels, right? We did Jericho Michaels from nineteen. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. right. From nineteen, we did we did that. That. What were we doing seventeen? I know we did something. We, well, we we traded places. We we. Oh we, right, we did right, the right, finishes right, of, right, right. You know, right. That was a good podcast. Oh, look at that. Pillman just barely. You're telling me that that, that he he's gonna lose, isn't he? Uh possibly. Yeah, he's gonna lose. One, two. Oh no! Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Why was a heel doing a flying, uh, a flying, uh, which call it? Sunset flip. Yeah. I don't know. If you're literally walking in this room, watch this match. Who do you think? Because we don't don't have any sound. Who do you think was the heel, and who do you think would be it's the face right now? You probably would think that. No, you'd probably think Johnny B. Bad was the heel. Really? Okay. Because back then in nineteen ninety-one, it flying. wasn't very it wasn't very popular in our culture and our society for a man to wear makeup. Oh, it's so true. You know what I mean? It yeah. was it was the ultimate sign of, you know, someone's homosexuality. Which was frowned upon in our culture at, at that and time. And not just that, it's very, of course, flamboyant. Yeah. And very flamboyant is always heels. You know? Yeah. Hey, I'm not saying there's anything George, wrong. I, and I'm not saying George, there's anything wrong. Gorgeous George, George, yeah, that's yeah. a great example. That's a great example. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. Let me let me put that out there. So there's no misconceptions yeah. I'm one of your closest friends and I'm open by. So. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but just for other people out there that are listening yeah. too, you know, that was what our culture was at the time. That was what our society was oh, at the absolutely. time. Absolutely. You know, not many people came out. The only one that really, really hurt me is it is totally weird. It was two thousand and two ish or three ish. It was TNA wrestling, right during mm-hmm. the Asylum years, and it was that guy Bruce something, right? He's wrestling a chick named April Hunter, right? That that and the whole time the you could hear that the, the TNA had to bleep out. That 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 a fag. The guy yeah. going, You're a fag. Yeah. Yeah. That really hurt me. It affected me. Yeah. I'm like, wow. Even in 2002, 2003, there. Did doing you see that. the text message thread with Daryl and, and and Justin the other day when Daryl said he was watching the Great American Bash from 1990? Oh, we got it. We. What are we doing here? Are we taking the mask off? That's gonna be the finish. You can't see. Another referee getting involved, uh, or another manager getting involved, and the referee doesn't. Oh! Oh, next punch. Loaded. Loaded left hook. Um, what was I going to say? Um, another manager getting involved, and the referee not calling for a disqualification. At least they're keeping with the continuity. <laughs> Rep- managers can jump in the ring. There's no DQ. You know? At least they're keeping with that. Oh, what do we got here? Well, remember, the. the, the- your your brother Daryl Daryl so in the in the text Daryl oh you want oh what we got here what's this is this a DQ I mean Brian what kind of fucking finish is this let's see let's see here it was disqualification no he's it pissed. was okay because he did because Teddy Long did jump on his back 
And the referee had to have seen uh, it's it. That's WCW. You never yeah. know. Next yeah. match, the ref is going to do the same thing. In no yeah. Time. But um, Daryl was watching Great American Bash 1990. Um, here's Eric Bischoff. American Bash. I've been asked to conduct an interview with Missy Hyatt in her locker room. There goes her locker room attendant now. Maybe we can find out if Missy Hyatt's ready for this interview or not. I hear her attendant making her way back. I'll check with her, see what... Miss Hyatt, there's a card also. Could you read it to me, please? Keep a dream in your heart and follow it always. Have fun and don't get hurt. Love, Jason. Oh, I don't know if you heard that or not. Jason Hervey, of course, sending a card to Missy Hyatt prior to the match. Not at all like Lovely. the character he plays on ABC's Be careful, Wonder Mr. Years. Bishop. Let's see if we can find Miss Hyatt and see if she's ready for this interview. Miss Hyatt? Miss Hyatt? Well, here are things. Obviously, she's in the locker room. I hear noises. Oh. Oh, I love this job. Somebody's got to do it, right? <laughs> Don't do it, Eric. What a pervert. Oh, you saw it? He's still competing. She sued WCW and him a number of years later because she uh, she claims uh, sexual harassment. Is that right? She didn't win. Or I, maybe she did. Maybe Turner settled with her because Turner always... Turner, it, it Turner was Sports was all, she, she was claiming Bishop? She claimed that she... She, she claimed sexual harassment, I believe. Did he, she name drop anybody? I want to say she might have name dropped Bischoff. Okay. How ironic. I think she named... Yeah, she name dropped Bischoff. Um, but where were we getting at here? What were we talking about here? You know about your brother? Oh, Daryl. So Daryl, yeah, Daryl. Oh, this is gonna be brutal. Big Josh. Big Josh. You know who Big Josh was? Wait, it, you told me this. It was on WrestleMania Two podcast. So it had to be. Was he? Was he Big Josh? That uh, that Soldier Boy? No, no, he was not Corporal Kirshner. Okay. Big Josh would end up becoming the original. Doink the Clown. Oh, that's... That's Matt Bourne. Once I saw his face... Yeah. Once I saw his face, I gave up too soon. That's Matt Bourne. Okay? I fucking love Matt Bourne. All right. So listen to this. Now, this is a lumber- I'm ashamed of myself. This is a lumberjack match. Matt Bourne is going to wrestle an individual by the name of Black Blood <laughs> what? with Kevin Sullivan as the manager. He's jacked. Look at this shit. I wouldn't say that's jacked, but oh, he's big. That's whatever. Is you know who portray- You know who's portraying Black Blood here? I. Uh... He's an eighties wrestler. Should, should I know this? I don't know if you should or not. I um, fucking. He's an eighties wrestler. He has sued the WWF on more than one occasion. And, sued the WWF and, and, and not one. Um, he's a little bit off his rocker. He wrestled Hercules at WrestleMania three. Oh man! Now I'm pissed. I don't know this. Billy Jack Haynes. I don't know Billy Jack Haynes. Billy Jack Haynes did like the fucking like I wouldn't say he was like a lumberjack mountain. I don't know what his character was, but he was from Oregon. 
So, but yeah, he's black blood here. And this is a lumberjack match. Is it? Oh, yeah, you're yeah. right. See That's... all the heels and the baby faces surrounding the ring. But So Daryl mentioned in the text message thread that he was watching uh, Great American Bash 1990, a year prior to this, and... Um, Oh, there he is. There's there's Richard Morton. He's a heel because yep. he's got a York Foundation T-shirt on. <laughs> yeah, that, that that's how you change his look up. Um, yeah, this is gonna be a bad match here. This match luckily only goes. Oh, I wouldn't say luckily. It goes five minutes thirty nine seconds. That's not bad. Not too bad. But I love Matt Morton though. But um, um, what was I gonna say? Um, I, I I've been stalling in this forever since the last match here. Dick Murdoch, Dick Slater, Black Bart, Richard Morton. Dick Murdoch and Dick Slater. Look at that. Um, the Freebirds were wrestling the Steiners at that event, and they were chanting faggot. They were saying faggot, faggot, and it didn't edit out on Peacock. And then you could even hear Rick Steiner yelling it really? like, into the camera, like getting the people into it, you know, because the Freebirds were wearing makeup at the time. Like, that's what our society was, unfortunately, back then. Yeah. I can even tell you tell a story about uh, that uh, a teacher dropped drop in the, uh, the F-bomb. That, that, uh, that, uh, um, when you were younger, growing yeah, up? Yeah, that, 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 uh, either late 80s, yeah, uh, early 90s. I was in the f- fourth grade, so I would have been 10. Exactly 1990. Really? Uh, I just remember uh, that the whole bunch of us were just fucking around. And they're like, class, stop being a bunch of faggots and get back to your Oh, thing. my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Jesus. Fourth grade. And that was acceptable, dude. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. That's awful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a totally different society. It's that, uh, I can remember, I can tell you, in the seventh grade, my mom and a, it was my, me and my mom, a couple of teachers and a principal, right? They're, and they're like, this kid's going to jail, man. Like, yeah. Like, 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 there's no doubt about it. This kid's a failure, whatever. Kid, like, nowadays, they do that. The whole administration. And, and that, Everybody be fired. fired. Yeah. Here, I'm going to play the audio for this while uh, while while I go use the, the, the restroom here. JYD, PM News, Dustin Rhodes. Josh there. 
Blackledge is also Jeff. Each and every blow met with authority. Blackledge got great strength. Look at this move. That suplex from the outside back in. Big Josh, look. This match will be over with. Nope. I think I peed long enough in hopes that it was going to be over with. Yeah, I figured this is the finish here. Right? Let's hope. Let's pray. <laughs> Let's pray that that's the finish here. Um, yeah, who thought this was a great idea? Who thought this whole show was a great yeah, idea? I don't know. Jim Hurt, right, I guess. We're in the home stretch. Well, yeah. That, that is oh, we got a few hour, more right? matches. I'll, I'll, I'll go through the list here, what we got I left. think we're in the final hour, though, aren't we? We're in the final hour, yeah. Okay. But they, they, they crammed some stuff in there. There's at least... There's four more matches left to go here. All right, what have we got left? You want to know what we got left? Yeah, give it to me. El Gigante oh, going one-on-one oh, one with the one-man gang. Oh, at least that's going to be a four-minute match, right? No. Did it go four minutes? It went longer than four minutes. It didn't go ten, did it? No. Okay. Then, following that, we have a Russian chain match with Nikita Koloff and Sting. I thought for, for sure this was going to be a half an hour match. Thank God. Then, Lex Luger and Barry Windham inside of a steel cage. Oh, he's got an axe. He's going to chop his head off. He's going to behead him. Oh, oh there's that, Dustin Rhodes. Saves the day. Saves the day. Oh, a small package, huh? That's the finish. Jesus Christ. Talk about gimmicks. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Thank God this shit's over. Yep. Can't Big believe that's my beloved Doink the Clown. Yep, that's your beloved Doink. Big Josh. WCW. I give credit to Vince. That, that, uh, if you watch this, right, you think Matt Bourne is probably one of the worst wrestlers in the history of mankind. But that, that, uh, but that doink gimmick, man, just his wrestling oh, yeah. abilities were fucking amazing. Oh well, yeah, he's, he's a he's a he was a great worker, great mechanic, you know, as they like to say. Um, yeah, Lex Luger, Barry Windham, and then the main event is Rick Steiner and Missy Hyatt against Arn Anderson and Paul. That's the main event inside of a steel they cage. They didn't do the, the Luger the, and Windham first. Yeah. No, God, no. What were they thinking, right? Jr. and Tony Schiavone. What are they going to preview next? Coming up, one of which will determine the new. WCW World's Heavyweight Champion. They also the matchup was Sting and Nikita Koloff in the Russian Chain match. But uh, Tony Elegante, we talked about it earlier in the program. He's really improved not only his English but his wrestling ability in the last few months. <laughs> oh, so Somebody's lying. As an athlete, I think we're going to see a more focused Elegante. He is in this match for a reason. First time ever for him. He has a score to settle with somebody. He certainly does. And our colleague Eric Bischoff is going to try to get a word in a few moments. With the one-man gang and Kevin Sullivan. But right now, let's go back down to the ring and Gary Michael Capel. Why are they having those weird stoppages? It's it's almost like a... It's it's just the way the, the peacock is set up here. Um, it's Here's like a, uh, Kevin Sullivan again, you said, right? Yeah, I think this is, yeah, this is Kevin Sullivan with one-man gang. Look at Black Blood. Just 
Took his sweet ass time to get back. What's going on with the one in Gang? I've never seen him like this before. Never? No. He's wearing makeup too, right? Yeah. I never saw the one man gang like that before. I forgot that he was in WCW. Oh, he this, looks like with a this fucking character. idiot. Well, he, this was fresh off of Akeem. Let's hear this interview. One thing that this is the best shape that, that, that I've seen them in. They're having a little fun. I mean, they're not. Yeah. Well, someone didn't hurt anybody. Look at him. They're annoying him. But the action is back in the ring. One man gang over 400. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. One man gang is about to make a U turn. He's tossed back inside by Elegante. Clubbing right hand. Oh, forget it. Don't try that. He got momentum from the ropes. He weighs over 400 and he still went down. Elegante, one of the most personal young men that we've ever been around. I know the fans that continue to see him during the Great American Bash on tour that ends August 25th. And in Atlanta, they're going to enjoy meeting this big guy. 
All right, I'm, I'm done playing the audio for that. I thought it was going to be... I thought we were going to get a lot of little people jokes, but... Yeah. Um, maybe maybe later, but yeah. Um, this is... It looks great for... Uh, one big game looks great. I get. I give him... I give him that. Ooh! He took a hip toss. Yeah. Oh, man. Gang's earning his money tonight. How much... If you had, if you had to guess, uh, what do you think his payday is? For this? Yeah. You think he got five grand? Yeah. That's probably a safe bet. Five grand for this. Hey, bud. We're going to have you bump for a couple of midgets and a really (laughs) tall guy that doesn't know how to wrestle. And, by the way, Kevin Sullivan is going to drag you out to the ring with a dog collar around your neck like you're an animal. What do you think? Five grand? Done. Yeah. (laughs) That's about five grand's worth of work. Right there. And you think, uh... Um... What's his fucking name right now? Uh, Elegante? Yeah, Elegante. You think he got more than five grand? I'm sure he did. Really? Yeah. Because he was a product of... Oh, is this a no disqualification match? What is that? Guess it goes mine. Was that like a wrench? Yeah, what the heck was he... What? That was awful. What is that? All right, so... He's got a wrench! And when he's trying to like, strangle <laughs> him? I never saw someone some, trying to strangle someone with a wrench before. And there's Sullivan. He's going to use the wrench. You don't think he's going to juice, do you? No. No, I don't think he's juicing. Yeah, I thought he was going to hit him on the head. I thought Sullivan was going to hit Elegante over the head with the wrench. This is awful. Would you say this is the most awful match of the night, though? Not even close. What's still awful? The, the scaffold Oh, the scaffold. It has to be the scaffold. Yeah, this, this is not far behind, though. This is not far behind. I think we and you have got to agree to disagree. Okay, that's fine. I'm just saying this isn't far behind from the scaffold match being the worst, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, there's the wrench. So, oh no. But at least this is entertaining. I, I go find it's funny. Yeah, I, yeah. That scaffold match had no redeeming quality. No, no. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. I, I agree to agree with you. <laughs> I agree to agree. We'll, we'll we'll leave it at that. Oh man. I just don't get why was like Elegante was a product of Turner Sports. He tried out for the Atlanta Hawks. Okay, that's played, an idea because he played basketball in 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 Argentina and um, he hurt his knee or blew out his knee, and then they thought, oh, oh, well, wrestling, oh, wrestling. He'll be the new Andre the Giant. <laughs> is pretty much what they what they were trying to to capitalize on. Yeah, and he didn't know how to wrestle. His English was terrible. I think one day. JR, Jim Ross told this hilarious story one day where they were setting up a storyline with him and Ric Flair, and he was gonna. They were trying to build towards him and Flair on pay per view for the title. Think about that for a minute there. Ric Flair and Elegante for the title on a pay per view. And they 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 tried to get Elegante to cut a promo in his limited English, and Jr. said something to him about like, "Oh, tell me what you think, or you know, can I get your thoughts on this match, and et cetera, et cetera. Is this the finish here?" No. One, two. You know, Elegante. Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> and all he kept saying was Ric Flair, I kill you. <laughs> and they were like, uh, you know, you, well, you can't say I kill you on TV, you know, then because they had like standards and practices yeah. for the television department, and they were like, so what, what, 
Tell me what's going to happen in the match with you and Ric Flair. Ric Flair, I kill you. Like, that's all he knew how to fucking say was Ric Flair, I kill you. And so I don't think that, that interview made air but because it was a pre-tape. Oh, look at that. Beal right off the top. Mike McGay is bumping his ass off. I give He's him earning that, that 5 He's G's. trying he, to he make gotten, this okay match. Yeah, he might have got more than 5 Gs just for that. I mean, Jesus, he is he is bumping. Look at <laughs> Oh my goodness! I think one big gang right now is thinking to himself, "I should have stayed." I should have just been a keem. Yeah. Well, why didn't I just stay as a keem? It was my. <laughs> it was much more morally redeeming to 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 be a white guy pretending to be a black guy dancing with 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 the big boss man. Why why did I do this? Why did I, I thought Akeem was pretty funny. I, I, like I, I don't key. know if I was African American, maybe I changed my tune. Well, yeah, that's but I thought as a white guy, I actually thought Akeem was pretty funny. I liked it. I thought it was funny too. I thought I thought the Akeem character was hilarious. And Slick Rick was like just the cherry that made it for me. Too. Oh yeah, the jive soul, bro. <laughs> when they come out and dance, oh wait, he's got the powder. He's got the infamous powder or the salt. Whatever the ref is looking right at yeah, him. Exactly. This is fucking awful. Oh, oh, right in his face. Right in his face. What's his finish? What's going to be the finish? Oh, a backwards clothesline. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. Yep, here we go. One, one two, two three. three. Thank fucking God this shit's over. Oh, my Part goodness. one gig. Wow. The referee's going to climb the rope to raise his hand because he's so tall. That's hilarious. A bull finds they're, they're booing him. Look, look, they're booing him. Are they booing him? Oh, I saw some fans boo it. Boo the finish. Let's maybe maybe the one one man gang super fans. Let's hear the analysis on the replay here. Backfired on the one man gang. Wow, right in the face. <laughs> Elegante then. The referee's looking at it the whole fucking time. <laughs> and he wasted no time, Jim. No wasted effort here. Hitting one time and laid on it. That was a great win. This is 90 minutes, right? And no doubt these two will meet again. Yep. The great crowd here in Baltimore really enjoyed this. Well, fans, in just a few moments we'll be going to the ring. Oh, down to our final three, right? Between Sting yep. and the key to Koloff. Tony, as we said, this is Koloff specialty. Sting has not got a lot of experience in, in these type matches. You know, I, I can't help but go back to the Clash of Champions when we talked about if it becomes a wrestling match, Sting more than likely is going to win. If it becomes a brawl, or then you have to play with the Koloff. And the Russian chain match is basically a brawl. Um, what we got here? Yeah, we got 50 minutes. All right, that's not too bad. Yeah, that's not too bad. Look at Tony Schiavone with the blonde hair. Yeah, he's pulling it off. Yeah. JR's JR. And I miss uh, commentary wearing it. tuxedos and suits and stuff like that. They do it for WrestleMania, but that's about it. They still do. No. Yeah, they still do tuxes okay. for Mania. Yeah. Which is, which I, I prefer that with the tuxes for Mania because Mania is like their Super Bowl. It's a special occasion. But you know what I used to like that I thought it brought something different, but it worked was when. Um, the announcers would wear like the golf shirts, and they didn't necessarily wear the coat and tie. Like some, the coat and tie works, but like when they changed over to like the golf shirts, like when when Tony Schiavone used to wear like the denim button down, he used to have the Nitro logo on the side. Bischoff did the same thing. I thought that stuff was cool, you know. Yeah, I, I, I it, it just brought a different look to it. Now everyone wears a jacket, everyone wears a fucking tie, you know. They all look the same except WrestleMania. It's 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 completely different. As we see your video package of how we got to Sting and Nikita. And this is from the Super Brawl pay-per-view. Back in... Which, by the way, match of the night on that show. Sting and Luger versus the Steiners. You go ahead and watch it. 
Yeah. That's unbelievable tag match. Sting and Luger against the Steiners. That's also the pay-per-view where the monkey jumped off of Oz's back. <laughs> I gotta see that. You know what else you gotta see on that show, that? too? So, Big Josh, the, the lumberjack, yeah. Matt Bourne. Yeah. He came down to the ring with two bears, like two grizzly bears. I remember that. Okay? Yeah. And one of the bears was so scared. They had the bears walking I on the tiny lake. Yeah. He peed all the way down I the ramp. That. Those poor bears. <laughs> he had to figure out they're the clawed, probably defanged, probably all that shit. I don't know what the fuck. They they, they were muzzled, that's for yeah. sure. And we see Sting and one of his little stingers, who's about 14 years old, lifted him up. <laughs> Look at this. Ridiculous. Let's play the audio. No, actually, let's not. This is how we get the chain involved. Look at that old lady. She's standing on the guardrail. She's into it. Is he juicing already? No, that's uh, just no, his, that's I saw the face paint. That's his face red. paint, yeah. Oh, okay. Nikita Koloff. Uh, you don't think he's going to win because he's been getting his ass kicked the whole time. Well, this is WCW. They didn't put Sting in the main event, so I mean. <laughs> Actually, that's a good point. You know? He's smearing the paint. That's like the ultimate sign of district. Oh, look at that. Oh, that's, is that his little kid? That's the kid with... Who is that? Was he dying of cancer or some shit? I don't know. There's JR. Are they going to attack the kid? Oh. That's all. That's what, that's, that's what I'm waiting for for wrestling. Because the new thing for TV is, for, for like violent shows, they always kill off a kid just to show off, we're edgy. Yeah. I wonder, I'm waiting for wrestling to do the same thing. Give him a knife and a chop to a kid. <laughs> Let some little kid come in the ring and jump yeah. off the top rope. Yeah. I've always said this, and I know that you know there there's definitely liabilities, and it's a television show. But I think it would be the coolest thing in the world if WWE were to run a contest where they allow someone to enter the Royal Rumble, a fan, and just have a spot in the Rumble. Like, that would be amazing. Like you know, one of those things where like. You know, Josh from Oklahoma is your winner, and he's going to enter the Royal Rumble. And like, he comes in, and like, you you, you get the person set up so that yeah. you train him for the spot. You train him to take a few bumps, and you know, then they they get to do the thing. Over, you got to meet all kind of physical requirements. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, you know, go through a physical, meet with their medical staff and doctors, and if you're, you know, there's no pre-existing health conditions or injuries that you have to in order for you to, you know, be a part of. Oh, look, Sting got a graphic. Oh, yeah. that is kind of cool. Sting got his own graphic. See, that's how big time he is. Everyone else got the little lower third on the bottom that said, the, you know, the Great American Bash with their name. But Sting got his own personalized graphic. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think that would be kind of cool is if they had, like, a fan, like, win the Royal Rumble. Like, or enter the Royal Rumble. <laughs> I think that's... Like, a, do a contest, you know? I definitely think that's, that's pretty fucking cool. That would be the coolest thing in the world. You know, yeah. they've done it before where they have like fans as like, you know, guest ring announcers and, you know, time. But in the match? Like, uh, just like, yeah, like yeah. they would have the fan, you know, oh, this contest is scheduled for one for, they read off the thing and then they'd be done with it. They put the kid's name on the bottom. They, they, it's not been a, a regular thing, yeah. but I've seen it a few times in wrestling over I the years. I don't even think that match would be a cool idea just like, does, as like a, as a storyline, right? You get this guy, right? No one's ever heard of him. He comes fresh off the street into the performance center. And they're like, you know what? We're doing a Rocky Balboa uh, uh, storyline where, where you're going to come come in, just train, you know. You're going to win a contest, you know, and then you start training and stuff like that. Then all of a sudden you're going to fight the heavyweight champion, right? And then, of course, you're going to lose or, or it's going to be a draw. 
but but you're gonna but you're gonna fucking like you know come out like a, like this big star. But know? the difference with Rocky and 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 that scenario is that Rocky at least had a little bit of formal boxing training. He just needed to fine tune his skills. Like there was something. Oh, that's a good point. There was something there. Mickey yeah. was just the one that you know the the, the character. You know, this trainer Mickey was just the one that just tried to help him put it all together. So he had the he had the ability. He just needed some a little bit of guidance. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, like that would be the Rocky. That would be the Rocky story. Whereas, like, you just take a fan that wins a contest to enter the Royal Rumble. You know, like that'd be a that'd be a funny little funny little deal. And like I said, the person can run in, get thrown over the top rope quickly. Get an entrance. Oh yeah, this. Oh, is... can you imagine? And then the that's what I say. I was in the Royal Rumble match. That'd be that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, you know that would be pretty cool. They get these celebrities, right? Like uh, take Drew Bad Carey. Bunny or whatever, right? A Bad Bunny. They, yeah, he was doing fucking Canadian destroyers. Yeah, Are you tell me you can't take, take take a guy who's in shape and go over the rope. To his credit, though, he rented a house in Florida to go train at the performance center every day. That is cool. Okay, yeah. so that he could prepare for the one match at WrestleMania. You know what I mean? Like, those are not necessarily, those are hardly ever going to be like my favorite matches. But for like celebrities and stuff like that. That wasn't bad. That, I like, I, I prefer that over, um, who was that chick from Entertainment Tonight? That, uh, I hated her. Like, like that was force feeding, like, but Bad Bunny, he could wrestle a little bit. So I was, yeah. I was impressed. And I, he, he took bumps. He took fucking bumps. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was it, it was it was it was a fun little deal. I, I didn't care for the setup and everything, but and I don't follow his music, so I can't really. Um, I tried I tried to listen to a couple of the songs on Spotify. They're uh, they're I was gonna say awful, but I was just say they're not. It's not your cup of tea. Not my cup of tea. Same no. same with me. You know, it's just it is what it is. But here you see the, the the chains are so the chains are connected together. Yep. I don't believe this is the the like the one where you gotta like touch all four corners. You know how yeah like, yeah, yeah. The strap? yeah the strap I think it's just match, like yeah. a brawl and these two are just chained together. You know I think that's just the the, the setup behind it. But even some strap matches, I, I noticed that they're the same way. Like, like oh no, uh, I'm wrong. He is touching four corners. Okay. Oh yeah, there. Yeah. All right. I am wrong. But it's always out of convenience. Sometimes strap matches or whatever are pinfalls. Pinfall only, yeah. Know? Yeah, it depends on who's in it and who they got to protect. And yeah, depends on. I think the, the most recent strap match that I can think of was um, um, the Fiend versus Daniel Bryan, and I'm pretty sure the Fiend pinned him. Yeah, it was it was just them two connected, yeah, by, bound by a leather strap. They weren't having to touch corners or any shit like that. Yeah. Then uh. Come on, guys. I love both these guys. Uh, I hope they put on a show. I really do. This is my only hope. And when, uh, granted, I thought it was going to be the longest match, too. I'm glad that it isn't. It's but, uh, not. That, that, uh, I thought this was going to be the longest and the one match that saves the event. There's nothing saving this. <laughs> There's absolutely not nothing. Not even Koloff's thing? Here's the thing. Maybe they put this a little sooner. I know we're all we're get, we're checking out fast, but uh, then uh, then uh, but here I don't know. I'm starting to think you're right. Oh. <laughs> 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 Where this goes on? Is that Bart Simpson in the background? Yep. What are we looking at now? A sign. Okay. Oh, is that a focus? 
Great job. Great camera work there <laughs> by the folks at Turner. That was so bad. Yeah. Oh, no, what could have happened? Maybe that wasn't their... Because this is on Peacock. Maybe there was like, uh, you know, copy infringement because I was... Bart Simpson, you know, once they zoomed it in, they're like, "Yeah, that could be something where they." Yeah. they That's they, what I'm thinking. They 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 edited the the camera work because they don't want to get sued. Yeah, yeah, but, but I don't know. You think it would have blurred it out sooner? Because you can clearly it's not tell their, it's Simpson. not their property. Like it's not their intellectual property. So yeah. they they kind of did something real quick. Yeah, I could see that. I could see them doing that. Yeah, they they. It's weird what they what they catch and what they don't catch. You know what I mean? Like when it comes to content yeah um yeah. like i wish i was like if i was more wealthy i definitely would want to get like original copies of some events like like like, like you know i watched the uh, what's the old heart uh you know when he died over the edge yeah i like you watch over the edge right you can tell that was clearly not the original the the, the i never watched the network version of it um I did recently. They had it on they, the network, they, but they don't have it on Peacock. Really? Yeah, but they don't have it on Peacock. It's, it's, it's just another event. They don't even talk about the... Yeah, they, they edited it, everything out. They yeah. edited everything out. Any relation to Owen Hart on that show, especially... Like I think that. that's a crying shame, because that's like a time capsule of like, you know... I don't know. I'm not even thinking like the guy's death, per se. I'm just thinking of like his legacy, you know? Yeah, but his legacy... If you're going by his legacy, you don't want to fucking show that. I the night he right. died... You know? Because that's not his legacy. I guess you're right. But, like... Mm. But, like, going to, like, the most rewatched, like, you know, Daytona 500s is the one, you know, Earnhardt died because people just want to pay, like, you know, respect so much, you know? Anyway, that's just how I feel. But, like, like it's like, you know, you watch, you know, Dark Side of the Ring, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Like, they spend, you know, 25 minutes on that night, you know? Then, oh, yeah, uh, I mean, that's different. Then, 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 so, so then you go, then you're like, oh, I want to watch this on the, the network, right? And you watch it on the network. It's not even there. It's not even there. I remember uh, recording that show, having friends over when, we, when that that happened that night. And it was so uncomfortable as a teenager to watch it live that, like, I maybe watched it back once or twice on the tape that, that I had. But the, I couldn't watch it again. The Jim Ross and uh, Jeremy King Lauer, they mentioned that he died, didn't they? Like, like the, the yeah, on the air that night, later that yeah. night, they they had to they had to make the announcement to the audience. It was right before the main event, or right before like the second. Because like, I'm almost certain, moment. even that, I don't even think that's on the fucking. Network. It's probably not. I don't think it is. Well, I mean, the, the, it's not on Pe- the the show itself is not on Peacock. You go to search it, you don't find it. You find Over the Edge 1998, which was a year prior. Okay. You don't find ninety nine, so they 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 locked that one away, which I get. But it used to be on the network. It used to be on the network. Yeah, yeah you're right. It did. It probably. I wouldn't be surprised if it's still on the the international version of WWE Network for yeah. those international uh, viewers. You know what I thought about doing for a hot second? What? Because I loved the network. I loved the network. I really did. I yeah. I enjoyed it. This Peacock thing ain't working out for me. I almost thought about using those fake. Like those VPNs, whatever. Uh-huh. At least I could like watch it on my cell phone. Yeah. But then I then 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 I have to pay no ten dollars and extra. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like then I'm paying twenty dollars and a, a to month. Watch, yeah. And I'm like nah. Nah. You're but I thought about it. That that uh, that does stink though. That 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 
everyone in the world under the United States in the United States still has the network other than fucking us. Yeah. Well, it's part of the deal that they made. I don't know. I'm fucking pissed They're off They're licensing their content out. I and I don't even and I really don't. I I don't like I like I've been watching some Peacock shows from, from time to time, like yeah. uh, old school whatever. Yeah. And I kind of enjoy that. Yeah. And, and their presentation's not bad. Yeah. But their presentation of wrestling fucking sucks. The, the way they events, have it set you can't up rewind, is, you can't pause, you can't, you're about to take a shit or whatever. Excuse yeah. me, folks. You can't pause it. You can't yeah. rewind it. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. It's the the, the it's the, garbage. The interface is bad. It's just not good. Um, like you know, you could you could fast like so you can like this is on demand, so you could fast forward yeah. and it's rewind done, you could back. But so for instance, I think what you're I think what you're saying is like so. Let's say for instance. There's a pay-per-view on, and you're working till like seven o'clock. You get home at like seven thirty. Yeah. The old WWE network, you were able to come home, turn it on. It gives you the option to either watch live or start from the beginning. Yeah, exactly. Okay. You don't have that option with a live pay-per-view on Peacock. You have to watch it from when it starts, and then you have to wait till it's over to then watch the replay of it. So or whatever you missed. Yeah. You know. Um, and I even think too to a point where I don't even think they keep the the pre shows like so let's say they're like there's a good match or whatever I just know like uh, someone said I, I I know this watching wrestling for the wrong reasons but uh, someone said Mandy Rose looked hot on a on a pre show match uh-huh. right? so I'm like fucking hey Mandy Rose is my girl right uh, so you were just trying to watch it you couldn't find it. it I couldn't find the pre shows yeah I haven't watched many of the kickoff shows either um, I think once they're done they're done I think they're done. yeah I think the pre shows once they're done they're done. And in your fucking live shows, you can't rewind, you can't pause, you can't fast forward, you yeah. get the gist. It's I will say, though, they have... So, when they first launched it in, in April or in March, um, you know, they had limited content. I was kind of concerned that they weren't going to, you know, with all the older stuff that, you know, you and I do on this show, that, like, it was... it was We were going to have to restructure our show. Yeah. You know? I was almost to the point where I was like, all right, well, maybe we'll talk about current wrestling. But then sometimes we don't even watch current wrestling, you and I. I mean, we do, but not as often as I we do used it in to. spurts. So like, yeah. Because now I'm working again, and it's crazy fucking Yeah, my, yeah, my schedule's crazy, too. So you, the, the last time I watched SmackDown was at work with the inmates. Because <laughs> the TV in the day room has Fox, and it's But that's just that, dude. And they like it. So they, here we go. Like, 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 like a... Like, 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 I'm working 10-hour shifts. I didn't work anywhere between, like, like, like eight hours and 10-hour shifts, mm-hmm. right? And you were getting off the wall. So here we are working these fucking long-ass shifts. And, all, and both mainly will labor jobs. Yeah. That, 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 uh, and we're going to come home on a Monday night at 8 o'clock when there's either, like, a Met game on or, like, you know, you have a hot wife. And like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, well, thank like, you. Like, like, we're going to fucking watch... We're gonna I like watch, that in there. We're going to fucking wrestling? Come on. Yeah. Hey, you're right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got my hot girlfriend, Mary Jane, if you know what I yeah, mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I appreciate <laughs> I'd rather be doing that, you know? I appreciate it. We're talking over the finish here. It looks like... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. We didn't no, miss much. Yeah, we, we didn't miss again, much. Koloff is still... Oh, oh, the, he uh, won. Koloff won? Yep, he won. It'll show the replay because Sting did the Scorpion Death Drop or whatever and ran into Koloff. And now he's no selling. Well, he's been selling the whole match. That's true. I would say now he's no selling. Yeah. He lost. He lost, so he's got a no sell. Yep. But yeah, the interface for the network is just kind of eh. 
Like, oh, uh, I but, think but it's they, but, but they ha- but they have been. I will say this: they have been. Um, uh, you didn't hear him, keeping he, up with <laughs> with um, with uh, bringing back older content. You know, I was I didn't think any ECW stuff was going to make it onto the Peacock, and they got almost the entire library of ECW stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I wonder how much of that shit's edited. I wonder how many times they had to use the bleep button and, and, and cut stuff out. I haven't heard anything. Maybe we'll do some watch-alongs of some ECW shows. I wouldn't hate that. Yeah. That's, yeah. Maybe we'll dedicate a whole month to ECW. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. You know, I think I think, I think, that's, I think we're going to do that for the month of September. Let's dedicate the entire month to ECW. We'll watch some old ECW episodes. That. Yeah. We'll do that for September. Um, I think it was a September event. Did we ever watch Very Legal uh, where my boy... Uh, just Incredible beat Sabu. That's Anarchy Rules 99, and yes, we did. Yeah. We watched okay. that on the 20th anniversary of that show a couple of years ago. I fucking you can find that in the archives at Retromania. So here's the here's the finish. So Nikita touched first. Uh, so it was 3-3? Three, three? So yeah, Nikita touched first. Sting went to go leap over, and he hit Nikita, and Nikita hit the, the turnbuckle. All right. So now, coming up next is the cage match. So let's hear the expert... Um, analysis of JR and uh, and Bleach Blonde Tony Schiavone. New cage matches. What are your thoughts going into this one? You know, I, I really believe we're about to see a great matchup. Both men have had greatness predicted for them. Someone can step to the head of the pack right here. We've often said, you and I in talking, that wouldn't it be great if Barry Wonder would have a title shot? We all thought he has the caliber to be the champion. Of course, for so many years, he was unable because of his commitments to become the world champion or go after the title. Now he has his chance, and it may be a chance that Barry Wyndham will not pass up. Ladies and gentlemen, as they put the cage up, we want to take you back uh, and take a look at a very special video feature. On the total package, Lex Luger, the number one contender. He's also the United States heavyweight champion, and also on his opponent, the number two contender in the world, Barry Wyndham. Here's a special look. July 14th at the Great American Bash in Baltimore, there will be a new World Championship Wrestling Heavyweight Champion crowd. And on this historic occasion, Lex Luger and Barry Wyndham have emerged to battle each other in what could be one of the greatest wrestling matches of all time. Lex Luger, with his granite chisel physique, along with his devastating array of power moves, is now primed more than ever to take the heavyweight belt. So, you do the eye test of Wyndham and Lex Luger. 
what the heck was Ric Flair's problem? Like, like it wasn't course, his problem. Of course, you take Lex Luger or Barry Windham. But he felt Barry deserved it because Barry. So, from from what I gather, the stories I've heard over the years is that. So when. When Arn and Tully left Jim Crockett to go to the WWF in '88. Yeah. The running theory was at some point they were going to do a horseman angle where they were going to turn Barry into a baby face. And Barry was going to be the one chasing Flair for the title and eventually getting the championship. And so Arn and Tully had left and they still needed a strong heel. And Barry Windham was managed by J.J. Dillon at one time. So they kept Barry as a heel when he was eventually supposed to be a baby face. Now... Flair was the top heel at the time, and he would eventually go on to face Steamboat, and they would do that that trilogy of matches in '89. But the original theory and the, the stories I've heard was they were going to go with Barry, and that's I think what Flair met in the 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 argument with Jim Hurd over the phone was that Barry deserves it because he was supposed to get it a couple of years prior. Nothing against Luger, but he just felt Barry deserved it. Um, but they, the management at the time felt that Barry Windham needed to stay in the role that he was in because they, they lacked strong heels um, when Anderson and Blanchard left. I think you still could have went with Flair and Barry once Anderson and Blanchard split up, but I get management's theory and reasoning behind that too as well. Um, but I don't even know if that's true or not. Yeah. That's just a running theory that's, that's been out there over but the years. See, now I don't get what I don't get either. Since, since this is not even the, the main event, obviously. That, 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 uh, why couldn't you then have? All right, you, you, uh, so Flair wants to put over Wyndham, right? Yeah. You'd be like, okay, whatever. Have, okay, Wyndham, you're the champion. Yeah. Then right here on the Great Stampede, have fucking Lex Luger beat him. What was the big deal on that? So Barry Wyndham wins the title, and then Luger takes it from him. Yeah. Because they. Uh, well, first of all, they, they couldn't get the match done. Or because... if Ric Flair was saying, fuck you right now, right? Well, yeah, but, der, but Hurt but then Hurt he, all... Then you could have said, fuck you, Flair. They'll be like, okay, we're going well, to pretend... Well, the fuck you to Flair we're was... Gonna, the we're fuck... going to pretend to do, do, do what you want, and then we're going to do what we want anyway. Yeah, but it wasn't about so much about the finish or the creative. It was about the contract that Flair was promised that he had never gotten. And then and then they, 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 they dragged their feet on it for a while, and he was like, all right, well, you know, like, I'm working without a contract here. Like, you guys need to fucking... And and that's where there was issues, you know, over the contract. It wasn't the creative. No, oh. it that wasn't the basis of it. It was the contract itself that they didn't have him signed to a deal. And then they tried to give him a deal that was less than what he was making in the previous deal. And so it was really more about money, money than anything else. Um, and then he offered to drop the title. That's funny. And he oh. offered to drop the title to Barry Windham. And they, at first they said no. At first they said yes. Then they said no. And they said drop it to Luger. And Flair was going to go to TV. And he said, no, I'd rather drop it to Barry because he deserves it. And then they were like, well, fuck you. Then give me the belt back. We're done. You know? So, I mean, I'm sure that there's other stories out there. I know Jim Hurd, like I said, recently did an interview. I don't know all the details behind the interview with him and Flair, because I haven't read a transcript. Yeah, I, that, but, would, that would be my one question to him: be like, okay, why didn't you just have when 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 Flair said I want to drop the Barry, 
Drop it to just Barry. Let him drop it and to then Barry. fucking fucking literally the next match later, just say fuck you, Flair, and give it give it give it give the Luger. Yeah. You know? I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I don't know if there was a situation with travel and issues and things like that, but now they finally got the cage down. Uh, the next two matches are gonna be in the cage, right? Yeah, the last two matches here at the Great American Bash. Uh Luger and Wyndham in the cage will be the first one. And here we see good old Barry Wyndham making his way down to the ring. Oh, he, he's such a big star, he gets his own personalized graphic, too. Not <laughs> the go. generic graphic that you get. Um, but here he comes. Gets the pyro treatment. I don't know why they don't... Oh, now they got the camera on him. Why would a heel have pyro, though? That makes I don't no know. sense to me. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, none of this show has made sense no, to either really. of us. Look at that belt. That's not even... Look at it. You see that? It looks like shit. Yeah, okay. So listen to this story. So Flair had the belt, right? They didn't have a new world... It was... It it, it happened so quickly. They couldn't come up with getting a new world title designed and made in time for this show. So you know what they did? Dusty had an old Florida Championship wrestling title. He just had it on him? No, he had it in his home. Like, so... Okay. So he had it, like, in his home. Dusty was booking at the time. Dusty brought the title, and then they took a gold plate and wrote World Championship. You saw that, right? Yeah. The belt, yeah. It's better than nothing. Yeah. But they hardly show it. As we see U.S. champion Lex Luger making his way down to the ring. And that's the new WCW United States like, title. Why don't they just have the United States champion as the championship? That looks a thousand times better than the other fucking belt. Yeah, I don't know. Have a smudge. Have a smudge where, where like uh, Luger on Saturday night's main event, whatever, fucking has to has to like um, has to like you know you, you know you know put, puts his title on the line versus I don't know fucking uh, Steve Austin, right? Yeah. And Barry Windham comes in. Oh, Luger gets him. his own graphic too. Look at that. Three biggest names in wrestling in WCW, and they all get their own personalized graphic. There you go. Look at that. I was thinking, have a smart double pin or something. I don't know. Because yeah. that US title looks a thousand times better than the fucking trash they had before. Oh, the cage head pyro too. Look at that. There you go. How long is this match going? This match goes like 12 minutes and some right. change. That's right. You told me that. Yeah. Like, and I'm then like, please the, no longer. The, the main event though, the, the real main event, the yep. one that everyone paid to see, Rick Steiner and Missy Hyatt yep. against... Uh, Paul, Paul E. and Arn Anderson, that only goes about two minutes. Really? Yeah. That's a fucking travesty. Everyone paid to see that match. <laughs> <laughs> All right, can you imagine, though? Okay, so you're the guy outside, right? Yeah. But me and you are talking about but Me and you paid money to see this event, right? Yeah. How would you judge, or what would you do if some guy goes, God darn it! The main event was only two minutes long. It's the reason why I paid to go. I went here to see. I, I went here to see Paul Heyman versus Missy Hyatt. God damn it! You know what I would say to that? <laughs> you know what I would say to that? Have another beer. <laughs> Have another beer. Seriously, if you thought that was the fucking match everyone paid to see, have another beer. All right, so it's Missy Hyatt and Rick Steiner. Rick Steiner, that's right. Against Arnie Anderson and, and, and Paulie Paul. Dangerously in the main event, right? This right, I might as well put the fucking scaffold match on last. <laughs> Good point. You know? For real. Has a scaffold match ever made evented? Not that I'm aware of. No, me neither. Thank God. 
Yeah, not that. Can I'm you imagine gonna... some poor soul? You know, because half these, half these. No offense, if anyone to listen, the listening, the audience of kicking at it too. No one gets offended. If, if, you, if you know, I'm just saying no. If you're below the Mason Mason Dixie line, that 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 uh, uh that um. That I understand that that like you know, what I'm trying to say is like 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 a lot of these events are like you you know from down south and like a lot of people are not the richest of people and and they you know can you imagine spending like you know two weeks pay right yeah the 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 see a fucking scalpel match as a fucking main event yeah that'd be pretty awful <laughs> that would yeah that that wouldn't be good that would not be good at all I I'm yeah no. No, no, just like this. This is not good. Yeah. And look how short the cage is too. Is that supposed to get prevent people from getting inside? <laughs> I never saw a short cage in my life. Look at that. Is that the shortest cage you ever seen? I think so. I think. Yeah. Was that seven feet? Maybe. I don't even fucking know. All right, so so let's just say Luger's six four, right? Yeah, that, maybe that, eight that, feet. That's uh, probably eight feet. Cause that ain't the floor either. It goes on the ring. You're, yeah, you're talking. You're talking about from when they're standing in the ring. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking crazy, right? Like, I bet you, Eligante is taller than that fucking cage. Pretty close. Like he could hit. He, like his head could see over the cage. Oh god! I mean, like. I. Oh, and here's the other thing too about this match, because we're gonna play the audio during this. Okay. There's We Want Flair chants during this match. I bet there are. Yeah. I bet they're going on right Let's now. Let's see. Let's see if they play it. One of these two yeah. men represent the immediate future of World Championship Wrestling. Because one of these two men will leave this arena tonight with the WCW Nature World World yeah. Championship belt around their waist. Scoop slam. Look, are so strong. Going to the ropes. Here comes the elbow. But Wyndham had it well scouted and moved out of the way. Barry's looking awfully good here, Jim. He is looking very crisp. He is really, and I say it so much, I guess I shouldn't, but he is really focused. He is really prepared. And he is looking Lex Luger right in the eye. Yeah, there, from what from what I remember, there were loud, we want flair, we want flair chants like it was... It was crazy. Yeah. Flair would go on to debut on Primetime Wrestling with Bobby the Brain Heenan on September of 1991. I want to say it was like September the 9th, 1991. Um, and he would start a rivalry with Rowdy Roddy Piper on WWF programming that would eventually lead to some matches with Hogan. Uh, yeah, I don't year. remember Piper and Flair ever wrestling in WWF. Yep. I don't remember. Do you remember? So do you remember the angle when Flair... You know, just a random shot of the crowd. Never mind the action of the match. Nobody gives a shit about the match. Let's just look that, that at the fucking crowd weird. that doesn't even fucking care about the match. <laughs> Holy cow. Who the fuck is producing this show? There we go. Back to the action. Um, there was an episode of Superstars in the fall of 91. And it was uh, Roddy Piper, Vince McMahon, and Randy Savage on commentary. Which used to be like some of my fondest memories of watching superstars was those three on commentary yeah because it was wild it was a fucking shit show but it was still wild and fun nonetheless and flair comes out and gets up on the commentary area which used to be behind by the curtain not at ringside and he starts talking shit to piper 
and he smacked Piper in the head, knocked the headset off, and then they had a big brawl. I think I do remember. And then, that. and then the referees and officials came out, and Randy Savage tried to break it up, and then Vince got involved. And Vince tried to break it up, and Piper, Flair beat the shit out of Piper. He hurt his knee. He was he used a chair like those old wooden chairs. You remember those that yeah. like used to fall apart. He beat up Piper's leg with a chair, and then uh, Piper gets up and. You know he's all he's all disoriented because he just got beat up and he grabs the wooden chair and he fucking levels Vince from behind and knocks him out and then they go off the air and I remember I was watching it was like on a Saturday morning I was like oh my god he hit Vince McMahon and that was the episode when Macho Man came back to commentary this was after the wedding when Jake and the Jake and Undertaker crashed okay, the wedding right. with the yeah. Cobra yeah. and so they, they they were trying to reinstate Macho Man on the WWF because him and Jake, you know, the whole thing. And so Macho Man came back and he couldn't do anything really. He couldn't get involved too much, but he was trying to break it up. And that's when Piper nailed, leveled Vince and he knocked him out and they like rolled the credits and I was just like <gasps> like he hit Vince McMahon at the announcer. He hit Vince McMahon. Oh my god, like I thought it was real. It's like, oh my god, that's got to be real. He didn't mean to do that, you know what I mean? Like, I, I was hooked. I was freaking hooked. So, and I didn't know Flair was Flair had left WCW to come to WWF until Bobby Heenan showed up with the belt on Wrestling Challenge and was like, the real world's champion is coming. And I was like, and all my friends, they didn't know who Ric Flair was and they didn't know what that belt looked like. So they were like, what is that? I'm like, that's. The NWA World Heavyweight Title. That's Ric Flair's belt. Like he came, he took it from the NWA. I was like, oh my god! Like I was the fucking Dave Meltzer of my lunch yeah. table, like, <laughs> like breaking all the scoops and shit. Just because I watched all wrestling. My friends only watched WWF yeah. wrestling at the time. By that but, time, to, to your friends' defense, I was like, I knew of the other federations and like Ric Flair's and. Four Horsemen and stuff. Yeah. But I bet you it's the same way. Probably. Because you said it was it, it, it was USA Wrestling. So I was definitely watching. Yeah. That was, that was my favorite program. That, 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 uh, even more than Superstars was, was USA. Oh, uh, All-American Wrestling yeah. on Sundays? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that, yeah. It was that, Vince uh, and Lord Alfred Hayes in the studio? I, I think Lord Alfred Hayes, I'm serious. I, like, 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 I, I know some people might disagree with me, but I think he's so... What well, I mean by disagree that like people might think he's like like uh, like so awesome whatever, but but I think he was so underrated that it was ridiculous. A load off for Hayes. You watch a lot of the older stuff with him and Vince, like the, it's amazing. Yeah, and him and Mean Gene, like yeah, that's some fun stuff. This is not so much here. No. Right here. No. You would think that Yellow Dog was unmasked and it became Lex Luger. <laughs> watching this because of the yellow tights. Yep. They were trying to recreate Hulk Hogan here. You're I, right. I, 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 I swear. Oh, I, even, I didn't notice that. I even think I didn't back then. That. I even think back then WCW looked at Luger as like, oh, he's our Hogan. But without the fucking brother, 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 you yeah. know? I swear. I, you're you're absolutely, you're 10,000% correct. What do we got here? Climb into the top of the cage. Don't fall over. You might get it. You might get it. Don't fall over. That's a big one. Oh! Wow, look at that bump. I thought that was going to be his one big spot. No. If he does the big boot and then gives him the torture rack, I would laugh. I really would. It'll probably be some fucked up finish. (laughs) Gotta figure it's gonna be the torture rack. They'll find Kevin Sullivan's wrench somewhere and he'll use it to. Or maybe another manager will get involved and the referee won't 
you know, call for a disqualification. But it's a steel cage match, so there should be no disqualifications yeah. in there in the first place. Let's see if they do We Want Flair Chance again. Let's, let's hear it. Yeah. I get the devil's too. That was a good looking slam. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Yeah, those guys yeah, people are going crazy. Yeah. Great slam, buddy. They think it's real. <laughs> oh, oh here we go. No big boot, but you got the torture rack. He's giving up. Not exactly. Oh, I see where they're going. Yeah. Oh, look at that. That was a good. That was pretty cool. Ooh, that was an interesting looking. Counter by yeah. Wyndham, I must say. Another shot of the crowd because apparently the match isn't that entertaining. They got to show everyone that doesn't like this match that's in the crowd watching this. Look at this, ladies and gentlemen. We're almost. We're two. almost over. We're almost, no, but say we're almost three fourths full here, ladies and gentlemen. Look at the crowd. This is almost a sold out show here <laughs> in Baltimore, Maryland, Baltimore Arena. As we see Lex Luger and. Barry Windham hooking it up for the WCW World <laughs> Heavyweight Championship. That's right, Tony. I got a big old bucket of barbecue sauce in the back that we're going to dip some turkey legs in. We're going to have ourselves a good old time here after we watch this shitty-ass pay-per-view event. Fuck. Suplex? Oh, no. We don't have a suplex. But we got a counter here. Come on, Windham. I'm cheering for Windham, but it's not going to happen. Cheering for Windham? Nice clothesline off the top by Wyndham. The uncle of Bray Wyatt. You knew that, Dennis, though. What's that? The uncle of Bray Wyatt. It's Bray Wyatt's uncle, Barry Wyndham. Oh, yeah. He's a mulligan. Blackjack, the old man. <clears throat> Did you ever hear the story about fucking Blackjack Mulligan going to prison for, 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 for counterfeit money? There was some sort of real estate scam, I guess, he was involved in. And I think, did Barry serve? I don't think Barry served time, but I think Blackjack and Kendall did. Because Kendall Wyndham, Barry Wyndham's father, uh, brother. Um, Blackjack Mulligan went to go buy a new car with a duffel bag full of $20 bills. Filled. And someone fucking was like, this ain't right. And then eventually it was revealed that there was some sort of like real estate scam that he was a part of, like, with some other investors. Really? And he spent some time in prison for, like, trying, you know, like, counterfeit money. Yeah. So, so, so he had a bag full of fake money he was trying he had to sell. A bag, he had a bag full of fake money he was trying to buy a car with. And someone oh, caught God. on to it when he bought the car. Oh, look at this. Harley Racing, Mr. Hughes. I love Mr. Hughes. He was so underutilized. He had a great fucking side. I am scene. the greatest manager on God's green earth, Harley Race. <laughs> after I just had four packs of Salem cigarettes. <laughs> but Come on, Lex. How about you on Mr. Hughes' wrestling ability? I I liked him. He was a solid big man. Now's the time, Lex. Now's the time. <laughs> you go in there and you beat the fuck out of him. Win this match. It's over. He's that with Barry Windham? No. This is the big heel turn. Oh. And this is the finish, the pile driver. Pile driver. And then he 
And they pop for it. This is where I, they're probably popping that the match is over. Now. Yeah. You think Lex Luger still has this belt? No. If I was able to keep that belt, that'd be one of the few belts I keep forever. Can you imagine trying to s- s- you sell that thing too? Be like, I got the fake belt. You know yeah. what I mean? I that would be kind of cool. Yeah. That would be kind of cool. Yeah, so this is how they turn Luger heel. So I, I, I didn't get it. How did uh, Harley even like do he anything? Just, he, he was just there in, in Luger's corner to, to you know encourage him to come on, Lex. Mm-hmm. Let's go. These people don't want to see you fucking wrestle anymore. <laughs> this shit sucks. You wouldn't be here if it was for Flair. <laughs> that, uh, if Flair didn't walk out and take the belt, you'd be in the back shining your boots, you son of a bitch. So, <coughs> so excuse me. So they go off to Ron Sims after this, right? I I believe so. I believe the yeah. I believe him and Ron Simmons have a have a rivalry. We watched that match. Two out of three falls. Yep. Halloween Havoc, nineteen ninety one. Lex Luger's best match of all time, guess me. Um, that was a good match. I, I think one of his I think one of his matches with Hogan when he when he beat Hogan for the bell on Nitro was a great match. Yeah. And you know what? He didn't have any bad matches with Yokozuna. <laughs> Come on now. They used to have a have a good WrestleMania ten, that was a good match. Not that match. SummerSlam ninety three. Alright. Let's hear what JR's got to say. That was a tremendous uh, effort by Barry Wendell. It was. But uh, I, I'm, I'm confused about the involvement of Harley Race and Mr. Hughes. So are we. Now, does this mean that Mr. Hughes is uh, no longer associated with the York Foundation? We have Probably. not been informed of anything along those lines. Uh, I, I know that this weekend on our television broadcast, we'll update the fans on that if we can. But, Tony, right now, we've got another cage match. A mixed, yeah, a mixed gender match. Let's go to Gary Capetta. <laughs> a mixed gender match. All right, I, I got a confession. Okay, another one. You've been confessing a lot today, but go ahead. That uh, I'm actually having a good time with this podcast. Yeah? But this is the only podcast that, that I've been doing for, for two years, give or take. Yeah? I'm Three years. I'm glad that it's over. You're glad this, 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 I, this is the this only podcast over? Oh my god! Yeah, I know. This was a marathon of shit. Yeah, there was that one good match in this whole fucking thing. Which one was that? I was saying, I don't think there's one good match. I'm like, um, all right. So, so what did I say? Potentially, was the match of the night? I forgot already. A few of them. No, uh, yeah, but Tom Zink and the Diamond Stud. That was an okay match. Then you said, then you said, oh well, the chain match will probably be the match of the night. No, that's Kita and Sting. That wasn't bad. Um. The six-man tag, I think you said everything was good about it. Well, no, you said the finish was good. No, the finish was bad, wasn't yeah. it? I can't even remember. The six-man tag. The elimination. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's one. Uh, the bull, the, the, the Dustin, bulldog. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. Well, what do we got here? I don't know. Rick Steiner and Missy Hyatt. Oh, my goodness. Missy Hyatt, she was a babe. She was back in the day. She's she's got some miles on her. She's though you know she was ridden hard and put away wet. I'll, I'll yeah. say that from. <laughs> oh whatever. Yeah. Once uh once uh married to Eddie Gilbert or not married was she married to Eddie Gilbert? Hot stuff Eddie Gilbert or she just dated him? Your guess as good as mine. Yeah. But then Jason Harvey, I think she was with him. Jason Harvey, the the kid from the Wonder Years, not 
He wasn't a wrestler. Um, yeah, she. she I'm surprised she, she never. She was a hoe before Sonny was a hoe. That's what I mean. I did she ever make it to a ECW? Missy Hyatt. Probably. She probably did a couple of cameos. I don't what remember. the fuck is this? Dick Slater and Dick Murdoch. Oh, they're kidnapping her. Yeah. Well, she's oh not going goodness. quietly. No, she's not. But oh, see, <laughs> that guy just, hit her. He just, I mean, pu- he just punched a fan. Dick Dick Murdoch just punched a fan. But did a fan punch him first, though, right? I think so. Yeah. Dick Murdoch didn't give a shit. Did I ever tell you the story about that that I heard on the recent Jr. podcast about Dick Murdoch? No. So Jr. and Dick Murdoch went to. Um, that's a two-on-one match now because they. they oh, give me a break. Yeah, Missy Hyatt was going to do anything. She anyway. wasn't going to do shit. Maybe slap Paulie a couple times, yeah. but. Um, Jr. and Dick Murdoch went to a bar, and this was during the territory days, and in, in, uh, 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 for Bill Watts, Jr. and Dick Murdoch went to a bar one night, and Murdoch was flirting with this chick, and they were getting a little touchy feely, and. You know, Jr. figured, all right, well, he's he's taking her home tonight, so I don't got to worry about driving him. You know, it, she'll, you know, yeah, she he's he's her problem. And they're sitting at the they're 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 sitting at the table or somewhere near the bar, or whatever. And Murdoch says, "Watch my beer." And Murdoch goes into the bathroom, go use the bathroom. He says, "I got to take a piss." And Jr. sitting at the table. All of a sudden, you hear this this pop. And then you hear, and you hear, what the fuck, or holy shit, or something. He's like cussing up a storm. So fucking, Jr. says, what the hell happened? Murdoch comes out of the bathroom, and he's like, what the hell happened? He's like, we gotta go. We gotta leave now. We gotta leave right now. Let's go. And so they get outside. They get to the car, and Jr. like, what the hell happened? And Murdoch says that that chick that he'd been, you know, flirting with and making out with and getting touchy feely with, she was in the bathroom, and she, she, she. She cornered him in the bathroom, butt-ass naked, and she was a he. <laughs> I figured, what is this, what is he and punched so, him? And so Murdoch <laughs> fucking punched him right in the face. And then said to JR, if you ever tell anybody about this, I'll fucking kill you. And JR said he didn't say a word until Murdoch died. <laughs> but yeah, um, speaking of killing someone, I wouldn't mind doing that to myself watching this match. Maybe even this whole event here, to be honest with you. A cl- one clothesline took out Arn? Come on. Yeah, this is our deserve uh, better than that. This is the shits right here. This is the absolute shits. By the way, it feels like it's over two minutes. You said it was two minute match. When the bell rang. <laughs> when the bell rang. Let's see how much time we got. Two minutes, eight seconds. Alright. Should we play the commentary for this? Probably not. That's it. I don't there think we, there we need go. to. Yeah. Holy cow. I just wanted to see if the if the announcer was like, Thank God it's over. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Let's play the audio. Let's play the audio. What a man is Rick Steiner. I'm sure Scott's at home right now watching this one. Scott, your big brother did pretty tough. Look at everybody leaving. Oh, it was. It was really uh, a... It's over. I'm not... Uh, as we uh, take another look... Beat the traffic. Great crowd here in the Baltimore Arena. I'm glad we don't have any more matches here, Tony, because I'm not so sure they're going to be able to scrape Paul Lee up out of the canvas. Oh my what god. Was that him giving a wink to the audience like thank god this shit's Arnie over? Multi time champion and Mr. Hughes. That's a question yeah, he's, we will uh, attempt to answer on all our programs 
this coming weekend. But one thing we do know, World Championship Wrestling on this night has made a statement as we go further to the yeah, 90s. Well, with a new yeah, that's your statement. <laughs> this show sucks. The Great American Bash on tour. Fans, we'll see you at Halloween Havoc in October for Tony Schiavone and Eric Bischoff. Gary Michael Capetta, I'm Jim Ross saying so long, everybody. Oh my goodness! Wow. Yeah, that 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 about does it. That's that's the end of the watch along here. Uh, I I want to apologize to all of you that um, that 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 went through this. That was that felt punished by watching this. Uh, I thought this would be a lot of fun. I mean, we did have fun. We 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 shit all over just pretty much about anything that this, this that came on this show. And that was the whole point. We wanted to watch this so we could just crap hey, all over. Hey, this podcast, I was very entertained. But still, nevertheless, the wrestling was bad. Yeah, this is this is a bad show. So now, with that being said, final question before we we we, we sign off here: Was this worse than ECW's December to Dismember? Yes. Is this the worst you... wrestling pay per view of all time? No, but it's worse than the, than the ECW December to Remember. What's the worst wrestling pay per view of all time? Top to bottom. Start to finish. I've been quoted to say it's WrestleMania 2, but my opinion has changed since then. Um, I forgot. What did we just recently watch? It was really fucking bad. Um, that's what I said to myself. WrestleMania 2 was a mistake saying that's the worst pay-per-view of all time. What did we um, watch? I remember, you, I remember you watched WrestleMania 2. See, this, the, one thing, the one thing that gives this potential being the worst one of all time, I take it back. It's the length. The length yeah. on this. This is yeah. This was a monster of a show. Yeah. Like those other ones were like two hours. Two and a half hours. Two and a half hours. Yeah. It's two. Yeah, we're right now going at two hours fifty two minutes and fifty five seconds here. We're about to sign off shortly, so that you know. Yeah. So this was a monster of a yeah, show. It was. It was. It was a lot. So this was like a rhinoceros fucking <laughs> fucking shit. You know what I mean? The other ones were like little bird pellets. Yeah. This one. This is a giant. This is like a pile of dung. Elephant dung. Good. Yeah, this... WrestleMania 2 is WrestleMania 17 compared to this one. <laughs> no, I don't know anymore. My brain is all confused right now. <laughs> well, I... Because it's fresh. This is fresh. This might... I, I, this might do it for this you? This might do... Well, I, I gotta I gotta put it in perspective. My memory... My memory is shit. My memory is shit. Just like your math? Yeah, just like my math. It's just total <laughs> shit. So, 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 so I, I don't really remember like the other really bad pay-per-views. But I can tell you, I saw it the December to dismember within the last three, four years. And at least they have fucking Hardys versus Eminem. And that match, I'll go, seriously. I'll it was put a great that, match. I'll great put that match. in the top 25 best tag team matches I've seen in my lifetime. And I, and, okay. and, I, and I really believe that it would make that list. Okay. So that, the redeemable factor. Yep. This motherfucker <laughs> has zero redeemable factor. Yeah. And I try to talk myself into into having a redeemable factor. It just doesn't. No. So this has got to be the worst. It is three fucking hours. I, 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 no, I'm putting a stamp on it. This, today, is indeed the worst pay-per-view I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Worse than WrestleMania 23. Because you said that was a, a pile of shit. 
You said that was the worst piece. You said that was the worst piece of shit you ever saw. Okay. Shawn Michaels right. and John Cena in the main event. Undertaker, Batista, Donald Trump shaving Vince McMahon's head. Mr. Kennedy winning money in the bank. You said that was the worst piece of shit you ever saw. All right. So 23 for having expectations might might be like for for like pay per views. Well, I had expectations too much. I thought it was going to be like a really good show. That oh no, excuse me. No, go down is the worst one for that criteria. But just you put them on toe to toe. No, look, WrestleMania, WrestleMania 3 is like 23. Years. That's what I mean. Uh, uh, WrestleMania 23 is like years better than this. All right. Like years. All right. Okay. Good. 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 All right. Good. We've, 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 we've settled it. Uh, and I think it's about that time that we settle um, the, the, this, this down. And, uh, and by the way, let's give a round of applause to anybody. Anybody that listens anybody. That there are 7 billion us. people on this planet. Yeah, anybody and, that, and I will not be insulted if not a single one made it through it with us. If some of you guys didn't watch this with us, you know, we, we don't blame you, but we thought this would be, you know, fun to, to crap all I had a, I had a blast. Yeah, I, really I, I did too. I, I hope, hope I had a lot Eddie, of fun. I hope the maybe we'll, maybe we'll rethink watching yep. King of the Ring 95 because that's close to three hours too. Is it really? Yeah. Thank God I was smoking marijuana that day or something. Yeah. I mean, because I, I made it through. I, I made it through at least I was Saudi of Vega... Was Saudi Vega? Yeah, Saudi Vega Mo. Yeah, I made it through it. Mabel. Yeah, Mabel. Yeah, That's right, Mabel. Yeah, yeah you know what. Well, we'll figure it out down yeah. the line. But nonetheless, thank you all so very much for tuning in. Uh, hopefully, you enjoyed it as much as we did watching this. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think it's about the time we officially put this show down for the three count. We'll see you all next week.